right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up Live show brought to you by our friends at AT&T here live at the range at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Solly here. Mr. Pie Man is here. Hello, Pie Man. Good morning, guys. I have so many freaking layers on this morning. It's, it's, getting, it's colder. getting cold. The weather's coming in. Atmospheric river coming in today. TC, I know we're going to get to that. Happy to be with you guys. TC's got so many mo- oh, weather models cooking over here just off screen. He's got the mitts ready. Hello, TC. Hello, gentlemen. Excited to be with you. Mr. Icarito is here, a.k.a. Neil McShay. We're going to be getting to the Icarito big board here for the entire tournament. Neil has ranked uh, the players 80 through 1 in the field. Maybe 81? Possibly 81. He's like, how many players in the field? Like 80. Easter egg to see if you guys know the field. Like, okay, the Beluga's cool. big board we'll be reviewing that shortly. <laughs> Fired up to be on the hot corner today. It's kind of a, a Joe Lenardi bracketology. That's more. Todd, 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 Todd. This guy projects really well. Great agility. <laughs> We're going to be talking mutters. We got some trivia. We got some guests rolling through. Maybe some surprise guests. We don't even know who our mm. first guest is, but we uh, uh, are going to be surprised with that somewhere around 9 a.m. Pacific time, we believe. But uh, we'll give a shout out to our friends at AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Today, being connected is essential. Uh, here on the range, being able to broadcast this live uh, is pretty essential. Connectivity is truly the bridge to possibility, improving the way we move through our daily lives, succeeding in work and school, and having access to opportunities that may not have been possible before. That's why at and invest expertise and resources in the network constantly so customers can keep connected with every aspect of their lives. After all, connecting people is what AT&T does best, and each connection leads to greater possibility. Connecting changes everything AT&T. One other quick note. We are running a scavenger hunt this week. Uh, I placed a no-laying-up sticker out on the Pebble Beach golf course uh, in an undefined or unmarked location. If you see that picture out there, and we will flash it up on screen here later in the show, uh, and I will tweet it out as well, there is a signed Jordan Spieth staff bag hey. from the Pebble wow. Beach <laughs> Pro-Am uh, up for grabs. Second place, we're going to sign pin flag. Uh, third place, you're fired. Mm. Um, so go <laughs> you look at that DJ sticker. when you said that. that yeah, was that's fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you got to tweet a picture out standing next to the sticker. And... Uh, the first person to do that gets the staff bag. Up so like grabs. Sanctioned ambush marketing. Uh, sanctioned ambush marketing. We've come all yes. the way around. A total full, full circle moment. <laughs> for I have a Treasure office. Island situation yeah. out there, too. For Pretty you. cool. All Pretty sorts cool. of tech layoffs this week, and Neil's, Neil's out here firing people on air. I hate that, man. Well, it was a Glenn, Glenn, Glenn It was Gary a threat. He didn't fire anybody technically. You don't, you don't have that uh, kind of authority. Um, little news of the day. This is mm. going to pr- probably permeate through a lot of the show this week, but we figured we'd start right off the top with this uh, announcement that came out this morning. The PGA Tour, in partnership with Strategic Sports Group, SSG, uh, today announced the launch of PGA Tour Enterprises, a new commercial venture under the PGA Tour's control, and, it, and it's in a first-of-its-kind program. Nearly 200 PGA Tour members will have the opportunity to become equity holders in this new company. PGA Tour Enterprises is also considering participation by future PGA Tour players that would allow them to benefit from the business's commercial growth. And under this program, players would collectively access over $1.5 billion in equity in PGA Tour Enterprises. And these grants, which vest over over time will be based on career accomplishments, recent achievements, future participation in services, and PGA Tour member status. And grants are only available 
to qualified PGA Tour players. I put that in bold there at the bottom because I think that is going to be a point of conversation. Of, what is the criteria? No, what what is a qualified exactly. PGA Tour player, yeah. right? Like what? who kept their membership, who resigned their membership, what happens to the guys that resigned their membership? Do they get a bypass straight back to the tour? I think is a huge question that I've not heard a lot of people talking about. But what's the reaction to the uh, to the announcement this morning? I, I think maybe first let's do a layman explanation of like, what, what does all that mean? That's, that's very press release right? And right so ahead. I think, well, I was setting you up to do that, but <laughs> I, I can do, please. I would say the things that stuck out to me is it values the tour at $12 billion, uh, which is finally a number that... Uh, has been has been put on the on the tour on the on the league if you want to say that a number of billions a number of billions <laughs> it's uh, a lot of billions well no nine billion ten billion has been tossed no, around right. but we have a number saying 12, 12, 12's 12 a lot billion uh, the other thing that sticks out to me are the four classes of equity as I understand them there's the current dogs uh, current current you know thoroughbreds so the dudes there's the current members which we could mules. call the mules uh, the legends. So the guys that made the tour what it is, and then future players. I'm curious how long that class lasts. Of, of is there a time limit on future players? You know, do the guys in ten years have to buy in? Like, how does all that work? So a lot of un, unanswered questions. But those were the first two things that stuck out to me. Do you think the tour is going to brand the uh, different classes of equity? Probably. <laughs> kind of like the the Aon Next Five and the <laughs> you know Low Cinco and all of those Maybe things. Maybe they'll do an ETF of Velo sorts. Velocity Global's coming in, I'm sure. Equity's only worth something if it's liquid, right? If you can if you can trade it. Is there a marketplace? Is somebody going to try to consolidate more equity? Like yeah, is, is Grayson Murray going to sell his equity to What's what's Matt the Matt What's the exit for the PGA <laughs> yeah, Tour? Yeah. Uh well, I, well getting back to like what I think all this kind of mean so basically this is like what we've been talking about for the last what i mean this specifically the last 15 years i think six yeah. months at least really since like june 6th this is kind of the the culmination of hey we are going to start a new company that sits on top of the not-for-profit company that allows outside investors to come in i think what it's not is quote the saudi deal that that has not happened yet i saw a lot of yeah, there was a lot, I think, coming out like the last couple of days about like all oh, the Saudi deals being announced this week. I, this is not it. I feel like it's feels like step. What, what would you say? Step three of, you know, seven that, uh, that we're on Phil's right now. Phil's 32 through 37 might yeah. be some pretty, uh, pretty drastic changes. I think also, I mean, it's something that was laid out uh, by Andy Gardner. With, oh, gosh. Don't, the, the PGL. Do you want to go straight to that? Uh, where in that in that scenario as well, the the players got a heck of a lot more equity than the... Again, going back to where how this could have been prevented, back in 2021, I believe it was, Andy Gardner created the Premier Golf League, which laid out a, a plan for to, to realize $10 billion in equity in the professional golf world that included all players, that included a collaboration with the PGA Tour uh, that, that was viewed to be not feasible by Allen & Co., despite them not actually reviewing the actual real proposal. Nothing was ever sent to them. The Allen & Co. CEO is in the field this week. Yeah, and uh, so Maybe sure, we can get him on the show if he today. wants to come sit on the hot corner, <laughs> I'd be happy to give him my chair. So Shield sure enough, grounders. today yeah. it's announced $12 billion, uh, yet with half the players missing. It's fair to say half the valuable players in golf missing from this deal uh, as it stands now. So uh, feel like this could have all been avoided with a couple meetings back in 2021, but we've been saying that for quite some time now. And this to see that kind of realized today is probably, I know the last couple of years have probably been really frustrating for Andy Gardner, but today has got to just be like, guys, I feel like I kind of proposed this to you. No huge surprises in the announcement. It's pretty much what, Everybody's been talking about the last couple months. Uh, and then I assume they'll bring the Saudis in through the side door 
to purchase equity from the SSG guys, correct? That's what I understand it to be, right? There's a purchase of, I guess, you know, is it 25% of um, SSG that they would be selling around 49% of their stake to the Saudis, to the PIF as yeah, a way potentially of sidestepping the, the regulatory part of this, yet at the same time, everyone knows that that is just that, right? So how do you actually sidestep it? Does that end up with, you know, kind of again, what we've been talking about where is there a, a PGA Tour or whatever this new venture looks like section of the year where the PGA Tour plays, say, January to July, January to August, and then Team Golf, which I would guess is probably not going to be branded as Live Golf, but Team Golf series that is more PIF-focused that happens in the next part of the year. Does that help you avoid anti-competitive concerns? That would be my guess as to how this all plays out as of now, um, because I think it's still kind of, if, if I had regrets about any reaction to June 6th, it was like assuming that this thing was going to go through. I think we all kind of thought with if you're going on CNBC, this thing is like a done deal, which having all the host of the CNBC show also in the field this <laughs> week. having go only gone through this for the first time. That is, Oh, bag just blew over here on the rage with a huge wind gust. But, uh, you know, I think it's going to get a lot worse before yeah, it gets better. Yeah. That could, that could cover both of these topics. It is. Uh, I, I still want to hold a wait and see thing. We can speculate on a, a lot of what's going to happen here, but, um, you know, it's still definitely a wait and see on the regulatory front. I've not, I don't feel great that that is like done and dusted. I think one thing that's interesting on that front, just, you know, TC, I know you've got all kinds of sources everywhere. I, do. I don't know what the, I don't know what the timeline looks like on the DOJ, like approval. I can't imagine that's a, uh, Hey man, we got nothing going on. We can knock that out this afternoon. If you guys got all your paperwork dialed, got to imagine that takes a while, which I don't know if that means like, like, I don't know how quickly things come back together. Right. So does that mean, Rom and Hatton and all these guys are now playing live for like an extra year while that's getting sorted out. <laughs> yeah. Does it like, uh, I, I don't know. A lot more questions than answers on yes. that front, Neil. I would be stunned if this was, uh, is, I don't think there's any world that this could be arranged by 2025. I think 2026 at the earliest now if, at, at this point. So sick. Other takeaways. <laughs> I think uh, you know, what like this $12 billion valuation, the, the narrative is that these guys, Steve Cohen, Arthur Blank, the Fenway guys, uh, your boy Mark Atanasio, all those guys. Big, they, big deal getting the Brewer Stadium pushed through, exactly. you know. Uh, also, also, Cody, what are your Red Sox going to do? You know, they're not spending money in free agency, but they're throwing all kinds of money around at pro golf leagues. I just, that's interesting. Well, so, we got the producer cam here today. <laughs> so all these guys evidently think that there's, there's golf is undervalued, right? Why is golf undervalued? Is that because the current product is relatively poor? Is that because leadership has done an extremely <laughs> poor job? Like, like, all right, cool. How are we going to fix those things? What's the plan? Is there going to be a change in leadership at the top? Jay looked extremely haggard in that Instagram post that the tour put out this morning. Like, he's, he's aged 20 years in the last two. He's got a TC on his ass the whole time. I could, I could definitely see why. I, as a, he's following him around Pata Vidra, <laughs> the bullhorn. As, as a fan, so a, a George Jay, how how should the golf fan feel about this? I think with the same apathy we've kind of felt about all this stuff. Like maybe this is a path forward, but like until someone like starts prioritizing and laying out, like there's nothing about fans anywhere in that press release. Like this is again still all about the players. Like until the product and the competitive, like the competitive product, until that changes, until the television product changes. I have no excitement towards anything until like that becomes clear. Colin Morcow talked about that. We'll get to there. Talked about that a little bit in his presser. I think 
to some guys it's starting to get through of like, hey, the only way this thing becomes worth this is if more people are watching it. And the only way more people are going to watch it is one, if we all get back together and start playing and two, the television product becomes more entertaining. Like that's incredibly simplified, but that is the only way this is this valuable. I feel like it's been really interesting to see the players uh, tone kind of shift on that. I mean, JT is the example we always would point at as like, oh, the product needs to improve the product, the product, the product, which I think, you know, as you like to point out was like, are you just talking about like purses? Cause like, that's not the product. And it does seem like a lot of the players have had the light kind of go off. I feel like Rory's talked about it a lot. Morikawa's press conference yesterday was super interesting. He talked about a lot of TV stuff, shown more golf shots. A lot of that we'll get into. Max has said a lot of the same stuff. I think publicly, I think what's going to be really interesting and what I think some of these guys probably need to be pressed on. I mean, I, I know there's a, the perfect scenario would be the, you know, everything gets way more valuable because the product gets so much better and all boats rise and everybody makes more money and everybody enjoys the product more to your point is like, okay, well, what's like stopping that from happening? How much of that was the structure of the PJ tour being this 501 C six membership organization that needs to take care of everybody and can't do guaranteed which is, contracts which is still in place yeah. by right. the way, underneath this PJ tour enterprises. So th that's where I'm kind of like, man, what, like what is a $3 billion infusion do is still pretty, unclear to me on, on how you make televised golf more so hard, much better than more hard camps. people are just, they're crying in the streets, Neil, about like, I just, I can't wait to watch the golf this week. Maybe that happens, but I, I, God, it feels it's, I don't know. I'm just a little dubious. Well, short term, little. it, maybe it, it, uh, plugs holes with that cash infusion, but the, you know, the people that are investing in this, I, I don't think they like to invest in businesses that, that don't totally. have a, a return of some kind. Yeah, so Steve, Steve Cohen seems like a relatively serious individual. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. This, this is not like a piff. No, like, no. let's just light this money yeah. on fire. It, thing. It's still, it's still, it's still, still an ad, pictures it's still an ad based <laughs> business. It's still a, yeah. you know, a, a TV rights business. So until that, you know, I don't know how you like move away from that long term If some, if, these investors are looking for a return. That's what I, it, it, yeah. There Maybe must be a more global. Is there just right? a folder somewhere with full of ideas that like none of us are thinking about? <laughs> like, Comes yeah. Bones and JT, do we want to Hey, Bones. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, there's the guys. <laughs> there's Greller. What? Uh, yeah, we're jet lagged. Of course we're jet lagged. <laughs> yeah, uh, the jet very best kind of jet lag. Hey, Hello. hey, Greller. Morning. How we doing? Uh, well, we've got we've got KBV out on the range doing He's, doing he's a working little, his sources. Working some sources. So we'll bring him in a little bit. One um, other thing is. Yeah, is go ahead. these guys like so part of the undervalued thing as well is global tour yes right that was andy gardner's thing that's been rory's thing that's been you know certain sponsors want to sponsor like they're not even getting in the boat because they want the whole global uh budget to you know go against this pga tour is primarily a north american product so i think on that front uh there's a there's gonna be a lot of unhappy guys if they turn this into a global thing, which, hey, maybe they're conditioning the next wave of PGA Tour players to say, hey, you're going to have to play globally, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I kind of am moving with the winds of, of smart people that are that are talking through all this. And uh, the, the guys that run Data Golf were tweeting a lot about, you know, uh, Kyle Porter threw out a tweet of what would pro golf look like if you guys could draw it up from scratch now. And they made a good point of like, ah, you know what, a global tour. And I've been kind of, I've been a proponent for the global tour. It's like, yeah, if they, if global tour made economic sense, it probably would have happened by now. Dude. It was like, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Like, that, that's what I keep coming back to is like, what is, what's this like magic bullet that is just going to take it from here to here? I, I think there's unrealized global value. Like yeah, the, sure. the best yeah. golf I think in the world is probably played in, in the British Isles. Like there should be more golf, professional golf played at, at, at you know, 
in those, those locations. That's a huge market there. And well, you have to create a spectacle yeah. if you want to take the yeah. F one example. It can't be product. like it, the global yeah. thing earlier was like we're gonna go do an Asia swing. I think it needs to be like an Asian event. Yeah, like we're going. We're an Australian event. We're Which, going. The whole circus is going. You know, and then there's maybe some supplementary stuff. Oh, there's a tournament the week before, or the week after, and then you know it comes back to. Which I, I know gets like poo pooed and laughed at, but like that was the Live Australia. Yes. Right? It was like that Which idea. Which was a success. Yeah. Big time. And, because and of some, a Saudi prince money, right? Well, like because yeah, some, yeah but, you, but also prove that there is, really there is a desire for that down. Totally. And if you have investment, under. maybe you can and like then on yes. top of that, skip the. You do a good TV yeah. product, you have a cogent social team, like you have capable world-class people working for you. It's not just like, hey, we're going, no offense to the window, like, hey, we're going to Greensboro this week. Like, that's not getting people in London excited to watch PGA yeah. Tour. And that's one thing with the, with the Asia Swing. It was always silly season, kind of like it's golf in the fall. Yeah, it's an afterthought. So if, you, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. But I think what's hard is a lot of what we said about this event that we're sitting at right now is like we're right in the middle of that fabric ripping where it's like this entire event was built on the Monterey Peninsula Foundation, celebrities, pro-am, parties, dinners, all of that stuff. Like, nobody in London's going to care about that either. But good on them. So you, they ripped the band-aid. Right. And that's right. It's just going to be an ugly kind of, like, to your point, like, what does the fan think? It's like, dude, it's it's just going to be clunky and, like, kind of shitty for a while while everybody's figuring it out. Sure. Well, And then we have just kind of these almost, I don't want to call them lame duck seasons, but it's just right. like, I, I, totally. I, I, I was pretty amped on like how the like hey to even said the FedEx Cup season was unplaying last year with the designated event model it was like easier to get hyped for the bigger events like the the FedEx Cup leaderboard like halfway through the year looked like it should instead of you know the guys that won fall events kind of being represented at the top and all that and then when the uh, mergers announced it's kind of like all right well if this isn't the future of how golf's going to look like it's really hard to like get really amped for these individual seasons and whatnot so that's a challenge they're going to have to overcome right now as well like there's it's gonna it's gonna get worse before it gets better like these guys are not gonna all be playing in the same tournaments again anytime very soon Sick. which i mean yeah we can talk about how that all gets rolled back in but taking but a first quick break. so we're a quick break for that we're, we're gonna, gonna bring kvv yeah in we, we don't here. want this to be too serious we're gonna bring kvv in to, to get some player reactions but first we're gonna we're gonna run through our first power rankings on uh the beluga's big board tell we're us for anybody who's just joining yeah. we're going worst to first tell us um, what this is so the beluga's big board <laughs> is uh, a proprietary model. It's forward-looking. It's predictive. Um, wow. we have a, we have what a, kind of a, things go into data this? Data Lake. Uh, th thank you for asking. Yeah. Strokes gained heart goes into this. Okay. The eye test? Uh, the eye test, of course. Uh, strokes gained stoke levels. Uh, are stoke levels high on the range? Hmm. Are my sources out here telling me this guy's flushing it? You know, are How we do you choose word? your sources? Um, that's also proprietary. Okay. Um, History repeats itself. That goes into this. It Isn't doesn't it repeat court? itself. I thought it echoes. Well, it echoes. That, thank you. Thank you. So that goes into this. Of course, meltwater metrics go into yeah. this, right? Uh, and this week, specifically, we have to adjust the model. What are we looking for this week? We're looking for mutters. Mm. Okay? We're looking be for... Because of the upcoming conditions? Because of the upcoming conditions. Will uh, you be releasing the individual components of your model to support... Absolutely not. A lot of players, a lot of these guys are looking for, they're looking for transparency, man. Tour doesn't, you won't do it. You won't live your truth. We're looking for good approach play. We're looking for, you know what we're not looking for? We're not looking for driving distance. These are all things that are going into. Does that hurt you out here? It doesn't hurt you, but it's not It's not as much of a non-factor. It's a non-factor. So. My beautiful boy's grown up. I just want to let you guys know. He was working on this last night. He's like, because this will be a test for you guys. I have. 81 names in my power rankings. <laughs> I believe there's only 80 in the there's field. There's only 80 in the field, so it's going to be up to you 
to figure out who that you 81st know? name is. Do you know? I might. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find out. So, kicking it off. Mr. Uh, Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. 81. Uh, S.H. Kim. Uh, I'm, I'm just... I'm just not sure. Can confirm he's in the field. He is yes. in the field. So I'm walking um, by. I'm, I, I might need to apologize to him. I'm not familiar with this game. We're going to go through the first 10. Matthew, uh, Matthew Pavon. I he won it's a, last wow. week. I know. It's a field. hangover week. Oh, he's, interesting. he's low on my board. But but he's French, so he's probably drinking the good stuff, so he's probably not Wow. Over. I also, I just think he's going to have, he's oh, got too much on his mind. Yeah, actively put him down the list. He's playing with the, uh, the head of like the French golf. Federation. Yeah, he's got too much, too going, much going on. on. I, I have uh, a direct shot at you two. Taylor Montgomery, got to prove it. Way down my list. 79? List. I'm a little worried about this one because he's won on Poe before. Sure. But haven't seen much from him lately, so you know he's down the list. What I respect from Neil is he's doing this really loud. Uh, For sure. Month, anybody else? The yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Kitayama. Uh, just not seeing it right now. <laughs> he's just right there. Uh, he's just right there. His, his bag is what Sure. We got Adam Scott right behind us. We got Patrick Rogers They could come sit in the hot seat. Lucas Glover. There's no shade to anybody. You got to rank them. We have to do it. Got to do it. We've got Nick Hardy. Wow. That's a direct shot. I think Nick Hardy, he's an elite iron player. I think not only does he make make the cut because there's no cut this week, (laughs) it's going to finish. I think Nick Hardy finishes top 10 this week. There you go. Sam Ryder, Hayden Buckley, Lee Hodges, Thomas Dietrich, Nick Dunlap, Christian Bezadenhout, and... The soldier boy himself, you, Kevin, you Can coming in at seventy. All of those guys are in the field. All yeah. of those guys are in the field. That, it, that is my my eighty-one to seventy. List. I don't want to pick too much of that, but just talk to me. You haven't seen enough from Dunlap. You're not feeling his form. Another Come guy on. feels a little bit like it's life's coming at him pretty sure. fast. I, I, I'm not. I almost think this takes the pressure off of him. But in the Beluga's <laughs> power rankings, you know, I feel like he might be coasting a little bit right Tim now. Tim Tucker just just flashes the nasty look after, after the Kurt Kitayama shade. That's a little, not a guy you want to be. In the conditions. He's got, listen, he's got rabbit ears. Kurt Kitayama, the power plant, he's a little too wild off the tee for me. And I feel like in the conditions out here, I don't think that's going to play well mm. this week. And it's no shade to any of these guys. I, I'm so proud of our beautiful boy. He was, uh, last night he's getting ready to do the big board. He's, he, he comes to me and he says, Hey, how do I figure out what, what skills are on display here? Well, no, I looked at data golf. I looked <laughs> at the, uh, you know, the course fit tool, but it wasn't, I wasn't really calling out to me like what it wasn't speaking to like, you. what is the factor? So Solly helped me out a little yeah. bit. And that's a, a factor in your models. You're yeah. just not going to be blind to the data. Like no, some people No, there's a the lot more eye component. test uh, <laughs> and there's strokes gained heart. Hey, and I, and, and for these guys on this list, I haven't seen. Yeah, sure, Dunlap, but there's sure. other factors involved. Okay? Yeah. I haven't seen the heart from Dunlap and Pavon this year. <laughs> anyway, I'll, <laughs> let, I'll, I'll let you guys think that over. We're going to bring KVV in now. All right, uh, let's bring to, it. To get back to more pressing topics. Uh, Thank you, Neil. Bringing in our very that own. That was interesting. Yeah, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Van Valkenburg uh, has been doing some journalistic work out on the range, getting reactions Golf uh to what's been going on. Neil, you are blocking the camera. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you heard? Yeah, I talked to Adam Scott, uh, you know, figured he would be the, the best source to go to. Uh, and he was like, I'm excited. Like, I'm not exhausted. I am feeling like this is a next step in the future of the PGA Tour iconic American brand. Let's uh, let's celebrate this. And I was like, OK, like, hear me out. Like, what's what? what is the benefit for fans in this? And I think he. He was very, you know, Adam Scott takes those long pauses and then thinks about what he says. And I, he said, you know what? You're going to see. You're going to actually see some wow. benefit going forward for the fans. Like, there's the only way to sort of figure out the future of what the tour is going to look like is to do this. And then the next step is, like, making the product better. Uh, and so, you know, look, I think Adam's very diplomatic. He has to kind of you know, be 
very measured in what he's saying. Uh, Colin Morikawa, on the other hand, who oh. I, I grabbed, uh, sort of come out. He was he's actually wearing shorts today. Yes, full tan, full tan, short outfit. It was, it was impressive. That's a guy is ready. Uh, he four, might, four layers on right now. Neil needs to move him up the big board. Uh, <laughs> That's interesting. We'll it's stay tuned signal. for that. Yeah. Might have some more dog in him than we thought. You know, Morkow was uh, obviously followed up a little bit on his comments yesterday about the fan stuff because I think that's kind of the most important thing from my perspective is like, how does this benefit anybody who cares about golf? And he, I think a really great comment is like, we all need to stop complaining. Yes. We actually need to. Like, he's like, I've. We being the players. Yes. Okay. And he he even put it on complaining. No, he put it on himself. He's like, I need to, like, I've done some complaining and I need to, like, get over it and I need to basically make this. He's like, if a product doesn't grow, then none of this matters. And I thought that was like super mature and a good perspective from him. And he was like, we don't know, we know how to play golf. We needed to bring in people who know how to sing in your tune, TC. We need people who know how to build teams, build leagues. It's like, that's not what we've been good at. And so my hope is that like these people aren't just like smart at business. They know like what they're doing in the larger sports world. And that's what golf can benefit from. Sounds so, like he's calling for regime change <laughs> as well. Could be. I mean, I think we don't know like what Jay's job is going to be right in this next sort of thing, but it's not going to be the same job. And there's going to be a lot more people who are going to say, Hey, like maybe like all these players should be at this tournament. Hey, maybe all these players should do these media obligations. Hey, maybe like stop acting like you're an independent contractor and every single aspect of what you do and start like looking at a larger picture of like, okay, we have like a responsibility to all of the shareholders and we need to like all start rowing in that direction. Can we put this to the test today? Can we get Colin Morikawa to come sit down with us right here? <laughs> right, great right question. Now? <laughs> I do not know. Uh, you know, he, he hit for about 15 minutes and I, I don't know that he would have like sat here in shorts and froze his ass off for, for us as much as he loves, uh, loves us. And one golf, other but. thing, equity, equity is only, valuable if it's growing otherwise sure. they might as well just give these guys cash and let them manage it themselves yeah. I'll also be very curious to see how they how they do the the tax ramifications of yeah. giving equity that you can't cash out immediately like you have to put a valuation on that and then you have to pay taxes on that i'm sure we'll get some whinging from guys on yeah. that too i think that like one of my biggest like takeaways from this morning is hey if you thought that like this was going to be the first step in like those two you know leagues coming back together you're right. If you thought that like next week you might see John Rahm in a PGA Tour event, you're dead wrong. And like we're like maybe a year from an actual more than that. Like yeah, reunification. Like the Department of Justice is going to sit here and like pick this apart and probably make them tweak it and make them sort of you know bend the knee a little bit. And I don't think that really matters. What administration is you know is next around the corner? It's it's the, the first I guess like step in probably what you know has been 50 steps the chess move you know? arthur blank is a big concessions prices guy too there you go. we may see concessions prices at pga tour <laughs> events go way down but back to again there's a a giant gaping hole in the side of the size of the ship that you can't patch over like when a new competitor entered the marketplace and created this new market for players it can't go away now like you yeah. can't that was the whole point of the pgl was like no we're doing this all within the same umbrella within cooperation and now you can't, the, within the regulatory purposes of for anti-competitive reasons, this league can't go away. So it's going to exist in some way. And yep. so that that's a whole factor in this as well. And that's what's going to be probably tough to stomach for some of the guys out here is like, do you like does Jordan Spieth, despite, you know, being on the PGA Tour board and and being like strongly on this side, is he going to go have to? 
play event in Saudi Arabia in 2026 is like mm-hmm. a question that is going to have to be answered. And it's going to be pretty uncomfortable for sure. a lot of people involved in this because well, Piff is going to Piff's going to put a billion and a half dollars into this. They're going to have their way in a lot of ways. Sure. This is not, I don't think today is a huge enormous victory for the PGA Tour. No, and I'll tell you what, like if you think you're going to sit here and tell me that this whole thing is worth 12 billion dollars. Like I was joking with DJ on the way here. Okay, like that's as much as like the Dodgers and the Yankees combined are worth. So, ha ha ha! Like professional golf is really worth that much. You better show me like how it's going to be worth that much. And if it's that means fig, like playing on a global tour, like okay, like you better f- be willing to freaking drag your butt to you know wherever uh, King Abdul Economic City, <laughs> and you have to you know do those things that are going to sort of buddy. Better start learning Arabic. <laughs> yeah, right. I do. I, I think you're probably undervaluing in the current. Inflated, sure. Landscape. Yankees probably sell for ten billion, but yeah. like the Dodgers, the, the Orioles just sold for one point seven five billion dollars. Like it's it's worth two professional like sports teams in a successful professional sports league. And those are those are baseball teams that have a hundred and sixty two game season. That's a ton of inventory. That's what the PGA Tour. That's part of the value of the PGA Tour is. It's a how many you know? There's forty seven events or whatever. There's a ton of commercial inventory there and. It's it's going to be really interesting to see who gets squeezed in this. Is it the charities? Is it the I just you know? I think for the first time, like talking to Morikawa this morning, hearing him a little bit yesterday, and it was the first time the players maybe the light started to go off of like, yo, like we can't just like hoover up all the cash in the you know in all this and and not think that there's something that has to come back to the actual fans. Like, you, look, if you want, if you think that Saudi Arabia can just subsidize this thing forever and we can all kind of like play it like a three-card Monty and, and just keep moving money around and, and pretend like nobody will ever have a say in it, then I get your perspective, but I think you're wrong. Like, eventually you have to actually, like, reward the people who are investing in it other than the Saudis, who obviously have their purposes behind it. But, like, John Henry, like, wants to make a profit, so he's going to want to, like, have more Red Sox fans become golf fans, right? Or talk to Pittsburgh Penguins fans, or they own Liverpool, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how is that going? Right? And and this is where though I the little bit of faith I do have in this is like bringing in all these successful owners from other sports to like start informing and start like taking over of yeah. giving some actual advice into how to do this from sure. outside of Ponte Vedra is what Real is clearly adults. desperately needed, right? Sure. Like it, uh, that's the one part that I'm kind of like, do I trust? Uh, like we've been clamoring for ten years for certain kinds of changes that are more fan centric from the PJ tour and it's clearly not come and it hasn't come and it's not going to come. And so having somebody else come in to be like, Hey, can we maybe look to how other sports are doing this? Like you want to talk to Adam silver about how they manage social media and fan interaction of highlights and how house of highlights that has 40 million Instagram followers just takes NBA highlights and redistributes them to fans and interacts with fans around the world instead of, you know, just, crowing over every single little detail of teeny tiny little contracts that nobody is caring about that is sinking the ships instead of raising all boats like somebody from outside of of golf coming in to like help with that part is going to be that that's the one lone part that i'm like all right there's a little bit of a path here it's not just fans that are getting squeezed too sponsors are pissed as well like bring in bring in people from the nfl or from other places that can help these sponsors leverage their dollars so it doesn't just seem like they're throwing Good money after bad. Like we've already seen Wells Fargo walk away. Farmers is walking away. And with the move from the model being, hey, this is just a corporate entertainment product and we're going to get our best clients here and everything else on the media side is gravy to it's a big transition to, hey, this is a media first global rights 
you know, brand marketing exercise. Which, what, what, what if I told you they don't own the five biggest events in the sport? <laughs> exactly. Is where I keep coming. Right. So that is a part of, of right. this as well. Like, what is all this money for? Yeah. It's not just to like, let's pay the sponsors to go away and not air commercials. Totally. Like, that's not it. But like, what are they going to do in terms of buying up real estate, if you will, around the world of golf? That's something worth keeping an eye on. I think so. I pre your point about like the house of highlights stuff. The right way to do it would be to look at like what baseball did and basketball did and say like, hey, we need young people to be interested in this. That's where young people live in, in the on the online world. Like, let's bring them all in. It the wrong way to do it, and and I'm not gonna be like pretending that this not might not be the way the golf goes. Would be like, you know what? Let's charge like people more for like their access. Let's 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 basically like squeeze the OEMs to basically say like, oh yeah, yeah, the only thing that you can shoot like at events is like in this tiny window and you owe us this much money if you want to have that access. Like <laughs> that could be That's what they're already doing. Like, right. I don't they think could they do could it could more. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> meanwhile the Listen, PGA I, Tour Twitter account is is tweeting a video of Xander Xander Shoffley <laughs> hitting a shot over a spyglass with a deer in the background. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> what a, what an infringement on oh, Gary Mule Deer's yeah. brand. I mean, how dare they? Could have been a meta fine. joke. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, just open it up more, right? Like, the the whole, like, hard knocks thing for the NFL. Imagine if we had, like, a real documentary program that wasn't hmm. full swing, that wasn't sort of sanitized, that wasn't kind of like, hey, everybody's great. Like, so can I stop you on that? Because you're, you're raving about Morikawa. He talked about this specifically yesterday about, like, you know, being mic'd up and everything. He was like, he, he, he shut that down of like, you know, five hours being out there. And I, I understand a little bit of this. Like some of our conversations are not meant for public air. Like they still don't see it that way, right? If George Kittle gets mic'd up, uh, you know, uh, in an NFC championship game for the whole game, like that's kind of part of the, that's collective sure. bargaining though, right? And that's like, yeah. you're going to do this. I think, but also like sound effects, like they're not going to, Air out, George yeah. Kittle out. Right, and that's right. where there has to be some trust. I was going to say, there. some of that stuff is just seeing the ball go through the hoop, right? And, like, so, some brave, heroic player being the first one to do it has to prove, like, oh, yeah, hey, I actually said this, and they cut it out, and, like, yeah, I wanted to cut this out. Have an all-access tournament where it's like, all right, everything in this, uh, we're going to show you the inside workings of this. Everybody's going to be mic'd up. You know, we're going to turn this into a movie, and it's going to be like, all right, we, we get a real look at it. And then, you know, go back to your other model and see how popular that one is. Yeah. Kevin Yu, the soldier boy, uh, just Ooh. walked by. Uh, <laughs> bad look on his face after Neil's, after Neil's, after Neil's board. bodied him. Board, yeah. um, so uh, we kind of glanced past this earlier. Uh, again, also issued in the statement today was, you know, the transaction announced today allows for a co-investment from the public investment fund in the future subject to all necessary regulatory approvals. And they talk a couple times in the, in the press release about regulatory approvals. Um, and as part of PGA Tour Enterprises, SSG, a consortium of American sports team owners led by Fenway Sports Group today, closed on a major financial and strategic investment of up to $3 billion. SSG is investing an initial $1.5 billion into PGA Tour Enterprises and will provide strategic focus on maximizing revenue generation for the benefit of the players and on finding opportunities to enhance the game of golf across the world. Where's the $1.5 billion going? Like, what are you, like, all right, $1.5 billion in cash is coming through the door. What are you doing with it? Bitcoin, baby, let's go to the moon. <laughs> Don't let it happen. <laughs> or if they say, hey, we, we need more than 1.5. Let's say we get two years down the road, we need more than 1.5. Is that underpinning purses to keep these guys happy? Is that building out your own uh, production that's far and away better than what NBC Golf Channel is doing? Is it building Tiger like an exoskeleton so that he can play <laughs> in his 50s? Like, it, I, 
Does it build I, a better I mean, dome? I'm, I'm trying like, to, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think what the people want is like jet lagged real time analysis here of, of moving around billions of dollars. So that's what I'm going to give you. Uh, but like, does some of that truly come to like reducing the need for commercial interruptions? Possibly. Right. Do you almost like subsidize like, Hey, take whatever, you know, for the, for the season to cut commercials by 40% is going to cost whatever however many millions of dollars, like do you legitimately take some of that and hope that like the product just improves that way, which even like saying that out loud is like, dude, can no, I, can I answer gonna, that part though? The, there is, I would say there is, let's, let's say there's 40% of the commercial inventory going down. There is 40% that's going to waste, right? It is part of yeah, these packages that totally. are antiquated packages that you have to buy if you're a title sponsor and all this stuff. And, Prop, like most of the sponsors that we've talked to have been like, yeah, they run too many of our ads. Like that's not as value. The more you run, they're not all created equal, right? So can we, can you modernize these deals a little bit to diminish a little bit of that? So your commercial space you're actually using is like, rec instead of like glazing over when it happens, recognizing who the sponsors are that are supporting the competitive product, instead of ending up hating those sponsors, like that is, that is where the progress can be made. No one is saying there shouldn't be commercials. No one is saying there shouldn't be revenue, but if you trim it from call it a hundred spots you use throughout the year to 60 and you're charging more for it and it's in more consequential spots or whatever, there is a way to do it. That's like not clearly dumb that pisses off the viewers and pisses off the sponsors. It's just, I, I, like I can already see this happening in slow motion because there's such a there's this infrastructure already in place. The media rights deal runs through what, 2020 yeah. or 2032. And so it's, that's basically giving CBS and golf channel and NBC a uh, like a check and saying, Hey, here's, we're buying out 40% of your inventory, but like be creative. Hey, say, all right, if you're a title sponsor, we, I know we're asking you for more money with that money. You're also going to, you're going to be the, the title sponsor of the hour commercial free on Sundays or, yeah. you know, like find some little sticks and carrots here as well. So I just think it's the song. It's the song of the summer model, right? The first time you hear like the song of the summer, you're like, Oh, that's a banger. Like it's awesome. Yeah. When you hear it 50 times yeah. and you cannot get escape from it, you're like, I, this song sucks. And I have a negative opinion towards Taylor Swift or Zach Bryan or whomever, because I hate my A1C. I don't need my A1C <laughs> any lower than it already is. I've seen it all enough. Yeah. It's, 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 it's tough. So I think we're going to bring Neil back in. All right. We are going to rotate you out. Go, go see what go, else you can do. Go get some more scoops, Kev. Yeah. Go get some more. It's going to be simultaneously amped up and yeah. like so mad at the current leadership that's put us in this position. And, and, it, it, and it all just comes down to how long of a view, how long of a, of a, you know, uh, curve are they looking at here? Is this a five-year thing or is this a 20-year thing for Cohen and Blank and, yeah. and Werner and the boys? Neil, what'd you drum up out there? Awesome. Oh, good stuff. Um, it was cool to see the Beluga's models working in real time right there. An unknown cat, uh, or unnamed caddy sources. came over, whispered into the Beluga's ear. Yes. And he just, he, you could see him go to the notepad and change the models. I was asking who, who are, who are the mutters out here? Turns out it might be a bunch of pampered bucks <laughs> he was drawing a blank he's like i gotta look up the, the field list i don't know it's just scrolling scrolling yeah no it's scroll scroll <laughs> scroll it was tough but, but these are like top tier motors so we're not going to get to those till the end stay tuned for that folks okay. we're going 69 <laughs> Mr. Uh, down to six. Hey, Kevin, you walked 60. by shot, shot a really nasty look at us the too. soldier boy yeah. he was so wait, really did you upset. do 11 last time yeah okay i did okay um, Make sure we're so not missing. Anything. We'll go so 69. We haven't gotten the Easter egg. Yeah. So okay. coming in at 69, uh, this could be controversial, but Hideki Matsuyama, 
Definitely in the field. We saw him. Who knows, yeah. right? I, I don't feel like we've heard much out of Hideki. World-class player, obviously. What's the highest he's ever gotten in the Beluga Index? Uh, like, we'd retroactively. Have to, we'd have to go back and look in the archives. Like when he won the Masters, I uh, got to think. He was probably in the top five. Yeah. Yeah. That um, was back when Neil was using the SI golf rankings. That's, <laughs> that's right. right. That's right. Yeah, just uh, distance per shot factor into the rankings. <laughs> uh, I, I would say with Hideki, he he ranks low in, in strokes gained stoke level. Yeah, you know? and and is do outfits factor in any of this? Uh, yeah, outfits almost I think so. Small almost percentage. Bad. Small yeah. percentage. Uh, Sixty-eight. Eric Van Ruyen. Ruin. Wow. Ruin. Um, Ruin. God. <laughs> He's, he's in DJ's band. He yeah, by yeah and I, he walked by, gave me a little. I'm a big fan. We're, of we're gonna try to shred but, later uh, this week. No track record here. Uh, next, 67, Alex Smalley, 66, Nick Taylor. All right, if we threw up 10, 10 pictures, could you pick Alex Smalley out of a lineup? Uh, I could. I don't think so. I don't no. think I could. I join you on that block, my friend. Nick Taylor saw um, him. He's here. He's here. Ben Griffin. Is at saw 65. Him. We're just listening for the pe- for the guy that's not in the field. Adam Shank. We uh, saw Ben Griffin yeah. enjoying a nice bowl of chili. He also, that's gotta, you know what? I would I put him higher in the rankings. Uh, his, his hat sponsor is definitely in the running this year for Prestige Worldwide Award. Who's that? Sorry. It's like XRP or something. Like, who oh, knows? Shank, right? Oh, Shank. Shank. Yeah. Electron. No, no clue what that is. He's a crypto, knows. isn't it? Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm not crypto sure. or <laughs> crypto <laughs> or that's logistics. I've heard. Like Isn't that Ripple? Um, I've got Andrew Putnam at 63. I do want to shout out Andrew Putnam Putnam's uh, trapezoid uh, data golf shape. Uh, he he hits it. He can't. He's like minus three strokes gained on distance, but then he's just like excelling at everything else. So I feel like It'll this be one a good might, spot for him. I know this one might burn me. I, I felt like I needed to put him a little higher. He's up a what list. number? I'm sorry. He is at 63. Putnam's okay. from the Pacific Northwest too. Mm. Okay, could, could, be, could be a mutter. Be a mutter. So that's that's one that the the Beluga could get wrong here. When the new uh, rankings come out later today. Uh, there's the sensation, country music star Eric Cole. Um, stay tuned for his name. Later. <laughs> uh, He's coming up later. Love, yeah. He's on the other stage yeah. later. Neil's looking over his shoulder for like, all right, I'm about to drop somebody's name. <laughs> He's got an to, upcoming EP. Again, no, there's no shade in these. Right, you have to rank everybody. That's that was right. that was the mission here. Uh, Cam Davis at 62. Saw him. Wow, this one's gonna shock some people. Cam Davis at 62. That's that's. I don't love that. That's some shade. Yeah. Uh, that I have it noted could burn me. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> we've got exposure here. Florida on this forest one. fire index. <laughs> 61 is. Sam Burns. Whoa. It's not Bermuda. Wow. Can't pick him. Uh, haven't, I, I think he's had one, he had a pretty good finish earlier in, in the season, but I'm, I'm Bermuda Burns. going out on a ledge here and saying 61. And then 60 is Si Woo Kim. Mm. Saw him. What so do you have I, the most issue with, guys? Uh, I mean, Sam Burns is a definitely a world-class player. Uh, obviously, Taylor Montgomery doesn't feel great for me and TC, but I understand that. Cam Davis uh, don't love the Cam Davis. Low. Don't love uh, Putnam. Seems low to be honest. Yeah, I think I, I feel like Putnam and uh, Cam. Couple of the Davis. I, don't of the, think, I just don't think Sam Burns is going to play that well today. Couple of the Hardy boys today were not, would be not wild about about his rankings. The Hardy, the Hardy boys. <laughs> yeah, not wild about that, but uh, you know, I'm personally offended by the Nick Hardy thing. And actually, I'm going to walk you up later. Introduce you to Nick Hardy. Hey man, you might have heard. There's some stuff going around. <laughs> the, about Beluga, the, Beluga the Beluga rankings are. We try to be unbiased, right? No, there's no. It's shade. Not necessarily how they're going to finish in the tournament, or is it? Uh, no, it's how they're going to finish. In the <laughs> okay. our I was trying up. to help you out. A little no, bit. I lay up. <laughs> you know, I'd love to. I'd love to see see you guys power rank. Uh, we might you know? need to. This might need to be an assignment. Yeah, I think you're doing a great job. 
Thank you. I need to be an assignment for all the majors going forward. Someone uh, gets the rankings. 156 dudes. Yeah. Build a Beluga Index we this should, week. We should have Neil build a whole SEO thing around it. That'd too. be good. This week's Beluga Index. Publi- we need to publish it on Wednesday the night. Beluga Nights. <laughs> Um, you want to get into a little of uh, McRib's comments yesterday that made uh, some headlines. He said, uh, I think life is about choices. Guys made choices to go and play live. Guys made choices to stay here. I thought this was an ad read when you started it. <laughs> hey, it, sounds like, it sounds like an AT&T commercial or a, uh, a uh, Morgan Stanley commercial. Life is about choices. You have to have people to help make those exactly. choices. Uh, if people still have eligibility on this tour, there's that phrase again. If people still have eligibility on this tour and they want to come back and play or you want to try and do something different, let them come back. I mean, I don't think it's hard. I think it's hard to punish people. I don't think there should be punishment for, obviously I've changed my tune on that because I see where golf is and I see that having a diminished PGA tour and having a diminished live tour or anything else is bad for both parties. It'd be much better being together and moving forward together for the good of the game. That's my opinion of it. JT and Bones both just walked by. They both have a blue on black Kenny Wayne Shepherd look going on. Love that. Yeah. Uh, that sounds a lot like he's gonna like they're gonna try to make the guys that don't have status, like the Gooches of the world who want to come back, play Corn Ferry Tour, or go to Q School, which is sick. I don't see how there's any other way. I mean, what's what's the criteria to just bypass and let guys come right back? If you've given up tour membership, I don't know how you just automatically get it back. Your live accomplishments are not going to count towards that. But I mean, like who, I don't even have the list in front of me of guys that did not resign their tour membership, right? Dustin Johnson was a lifetime member and he resigned his membership. He did. did. I remember him saying that specifically. Um, So does that end up playing a factor in how it all unfolds? I don't know. But the key part of this is this, Rory's saying here, like this is obviously I've changed my tune on that. What is is your guys' reaction to this stance of like, yes, guys should be able to come back without being punished? And I think punished and being qualified are two different things here. And I think that's kind of important. And I, he spells that out in this. And that was spelled out in the press release today. I feel like he, I feel like he would probably, like, I, I don't know. I think it becomes pretty obvious that, like, you, you lose the ability to punish when, like, you lose the leverage. Yeah. <laughs> and you lost the leverage when, like, you lost all these guys slowly over the last 18 months. And when you announced on June 6th that you were partnering right. with Right. And that's where it's like, like uh, sanction me with who is a bit of a... <laughs> Is a bit like, yeah, go ahead and sanction me, man. Like, I, I feel like, uh, I, I don't know, changing your tune and like admitting, I don't want to say admitting defeat, but I don't know if he would put it that way, but that's kind of how it feels is like being a realist about the situation and digging your heels in and just saying like, this is bullshit. We need to keep punishing these guys when that's not really possible. Feels pointless, needless, like is this different, unnecessarily like is this different from banning guys from playing PGA tour events that left for live like initially? I think so. I, I think so that's yeah. what it, again, the live bots are con- purposely confusing that part of it, right? Well, this could have been, this could have been done three years ago. It's like, well, no, it's not quite the same thing. I feel like a lot of those are all like defense tactics. Right. And now it's like, I mean, the, yeah. the outcome is, is kind of determined. We have to end up with everyone <laughs> right? back together. So it's like, right? this, this whole thing is such a, it's going to be such an interesting test case in governance. Yeah. So the strategic sports advisors, SSG guys get four board spots. If Yasser buys 20, 25% of their stake from them, Yasser gets one board spot. If Yasser gets outvoted on, hey, we're going we're gonna to make it really difficult for these guys to fold in or whatever, and Yasser gets outvoted on stuff, how is he going to take that? Like that it, or, I would and, think he wouldn't and, structure it that way. And who, who is going to – like it's, it's still PGA Tour – making the decisions on how to discipline the membership versus PGA tour enterprises is a totally different thing too. Right. So 
Well, I understood that Piff would be buying up to forty nine percent of the SSG stake, okay, not twenty five percent of the stake. Maybe two two board seats then. So even then on the yeah. But that's still PGA Tour Enterprises, which then flows into you know the PGA Tour advisory board or whatever. Yeah. But it is a reversal, I think, from when we initially started, like June 6th last year, the, the plan was with, with whatever that framework agreement was, and this has been reported by SI since then, was like a billion dollars worth of an equalization fund, right? So no, I wouldn't call that punishment to the live guys, but a, a fund to top up the PGA Tour players that did not leave for live to kind of help stomach like, yeah, the guys that left are going to be coming back and you're all going to be playing together again. But also here's 50 million bucks. Like, is that sound like a fair deal? But that is now off the table, right? And I think that's what's kind of Rory's waving the white flag here on like, no, that's that's not going to be a part of this. We have this equity. That's what the equity is that's for. What the equity is for but also, like the guys that have not resigned their membership, again, that's how I'm reading that. The guys that are qualified and eligible to still be on the tour will be able to come back. But I think that list is a lot shorter than people realize, even myself. Sahith's got the big mitts on. Oh, Sahith is ready to go. <laughs> What's up? What's up? <laughs> how we doing? Let's go. Keeping the hands warm. <laughs> Um, my, like, I guess a take for a better, lack of a better term with Rory is, it seems like just exhausted with like, yeah, kind of all over the place and, uh, shooting from the hip at this point. a little bit, it, like, kind of like, yeah, if you guys want to take a victory lap on me, that's, that's great. I think people, people can, you know, it is, I think admitting like, yeah, man, whatever, just like, let's get on with it. At this point, but there's um, also an element of like do it or don't. Facts. I got places to be. New yeah, facts, basically. new facts can cha- new scenarios can change how you feel on something. Sure. Instead of like digging his heels in, light, yeah, though. like you know, instead know. of digging his heels in, it's like drawing a hard line, which leads to a f- continued fractured golf world is a bad thing. He's like the one person so far is willing to just be like, yeah, dude, we lost. Like whatever, we lost. Let's get everyone back together. Can we please get everyone? Like he, that's his main through line is getting everyone back together, playing golf again. Sort of feels like everybody lost. A little oh, bit. Totally. Except for the dudes well, that cash the yeah, yeah, totally. That's what that's where it comes back to. Like, yeah, if you're gonna stunt on us on anything, it's like, yeah, those, those guys who did that, like, look sure. look pretty great right now. Sure. Congratulations. Yeah. I, like, I wasn't rooting for that. Like, I'm <laughs> right. not happy no, exactly. for you. I don't care. Like, yeah. sure, but like, they're, they're like the kind. I hope of, they send you a check if you if you're hopefully. tweeting at if you're tweeting <laughs> about it. Sometimes it do be like, hopefully they top you guys up on on you know seeing this coming. Yeah. Um, and then you know I I as always would give Roy credit for saying what he thinks. Um, sometimes I wonder now, now it, it, it's more of evidence of like, why does any pro athlete say what they think? But yeah. I appreciate that he's doing it. It's uh, exactly he's not doing himself at. any favors with it, but, but I respect it. But now on the back end, we're, we're, we're henceforth going to ask all these guys to say what they think even more and be more, more open, accessible and open and, and talkative. Yeah. yeah. It's a very much double-edged sword there. So, um, yeah, it's like, get on with it. It's, it's, I feel like his attitude, and uh, he seems at peace with it, so that's yeah. good. Yeah, I, I mean, again, it comes from a, a reaching a new conclusion of, like, do whatever we got to do to, like, not damage the sport any further in terms of, like, two tours bickering and fighting and separate, separating the talent. Like, I don't, I don't care how this makes me look anymore. Like, we've just done enough damage to, like, the golf fan. We need to start piecing this thing back together. So he's fine to he's – not, he's not going to come out of this looking great, in a lot of people's eyes, uh, you know, he's been a little inconsistent a little bit here and there, but at the same time, it's kind of like, I still feel that he is one of few guys that has had the best interests of the game of golf at heart. 
Um, and he's in a position to be able to do that. And he said and, that, like, I have the financial means that, it, you know, I judged the other guys too harshly that made this decision, and I'm in a different financial position than a lot of guys. But if I was going to be honest, too, I, I find his comments and his, you know, kind of back and forth, some of the whiplash stuff of, like, he's talking out of both sides of his mouth, he's changing his tune. Find it relatable. <laughs> like over the last yeah. two years, I've really struggled with that. Like, oh, man, I need to be an expert on this really complex topic. It's like... Some days I feel like, man, I just, yeah, I don't really care that like, ah, man, I, you know, it's just, it's just, it's truly exhausting. So to ask him to have the answers on all this stuff, every time there's a mic in front of him is, you know, it's, it's a, it's a pretty heavy, heavy load. Is Roy a mutter? Um, sources are telling me no, but he's also just really good. So you can't mm -hmm. drop him too far down the power rankings. He's playing with the uh, CEO of McDonald's. This week? Have it your way. I'm going to ask him if the McRib is back. Oh, <laughs> that's interesting. Have you been following the price of pork? That's, when, that's when it comes back. Really? Why don't yeah. they just have the McRib? Is that right? Yeah. I think there's like really? a correlation well, let to me, like, Let me ask you guys, as just a discussion topic, rule. who do They're you great. think the top three mutters are on, on the field? Because I've asked a couple in the of field. Uh, mm. in the field, which is, you know, the top guys in, sure. on the PGA Tour right now. Ask a few uh, a few caddy sources out here. I have some names. I got two. I'm trying to think of my third. I'm gonna say Scott Scheffler was told he is not a mutter. Yeah, really? I don't, think, I don't think he's a mutter. Yes, it, it, that it, that like known non mutter. I say I remember like Oak Hill. That was that did not go great for him at, okay. at Oak Hill, which uh, I, which surprised me, Deej. Interesting. Tommy. Tommy's a mutter. Tommy's definitely name sure. didn't come up, but can't <laughs> confirm or deny. Uh, Brian Harmon, name didn't come up, but a good. I think that's a good I think, answer. I think Harmon. I think a Harmon's mutter. a mutter. Who else? Who, what names came up? Is Ricky a mutter? Uh, uh, name didn't come up. I think back to that uh, Open Championship, right? At, at St. George, when he's wearing that bright blue. Yeah. What uh, name came suit? up immediately? Spieth. Spieth. Hmm. Uh, that that he's he's on his best behavior. When it's muddy. He's a pig. When, it, when the weather's like this. The price of pork. It's been a bit like being on the road for three weeks. Uh, it's Max, just like, listen, man, things are up. getting stressful. We need to... I, I did say that. That that, that uh, event at Potomac was gnarly. And a name that surprised me... I think it was a Potomac, uh, right? that, that was, that was, was rain and then in the wind cold. at, at um, Riviera. He's done quite well as Remember well. Remember that rainy one? He's chipping drivers like 235. I could see Chris Kirk being a mutter. Oh, that's interesting. Name didn't come up. Uh, Xander, I, number one name on that yeah, list. Yeah, I had a feeling about that one too. Two, two corroborated sources huh. there. And then uh, the last one is Big Tone. Big Tone's a mutter. Big Tone. Really? It's the name that came up. Interesting. Inter very interesting. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. We'll see. We shall see. Keegan, guys, not a mutter. Really? We, we have New a England. I would, I would expect Keegan to be a mega mutter. Do we, uh, we want to take a quick uh, a quick little break here before we uh, welcome a guest in here. I believe shortly we were told a guest might be coming at nine, so this might be our uh, might be our window. I'm getting word that that might be it. So we, we take a quick break before we do that. Want to give a shout out to our friends, of course, at AT and T. Connecting changes everything. Today, being connected is essential. Connectivity <laughs> is truly the bridge to possibility. Improving the way we move through our daily lives, succeeding in work and school, and having access to opportunities that may not have been possible before. That's why AT and T invests expertise and resources in the network constantly so customers can keep connected with every aspect of their lives. After all, connecting people is what AT&T does best, and each connection leads to greater possibility. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
Uh, we will be back shortly, right after that. No, we are not ready to take a break. Sorry, uh, I, I, sprung that on, I sprung that on. I sprung that on. I think Russell Henley is probably a mutter. Sure, I would, lead I would buy player. that. I might just start walking up to guys. You are you ask. a mutter? You should. I think that's. I a, think they're a, all going to say yes. A great question. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't play slow. I don't play slow. Mutter is Kucher a mutter? For sure. Don't know. I think we, definitely. Maybe we should ask him. Yeah. What's up, Brian? Kucher, you mutter. <laughs> Inconclusive. Yeah. <laughs> he shrugged. We're waiting on, on word from that. Can I say? It depends on what kind of mud it is. This would be the uh, the worst possible range, to, like uh, wind to hit balls in on the range. Wind straight off the left right now. That's how it was the whole time in Australia. Off, coming off the ocean. <laughs> Does Brian Harmon move up in the models, uh, being a left-hander, Absolutely. warming up today mm. in this south wind? And a mutter. I feel like he's definitely going to be doing stuff this yeah. week. Stay and he tuned. doesn't hit it far, which helps. That de- <laughs> course <dispersion>. fit. <laughs> Big time course fit. Love he, that. He played extremely well at, at the Open. When yes. It was a, sl- a slop fest. Right? Uh, and I would say just he, he seems like a guy that wills putts in, which on POA, in attitude grass. Of course. Hey, is Josh Allen a mutter? Um, yeah, I'd say so. Plays in Buffalo. Yeah. No, but isn't that the whole thing with Buffalo? The whole thing with Buffalo. Dome they're not team. built to be, they're like a dome team that plays in Buffalo. We so the ball knowers told me anyways. Yeah. We shall see. All right, well, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back hopefully with a guest here shortly. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel. Uh, we sent our our uh, resident, you know, recruiter. He solid went out to the range to do some recruiting. Insider. Don't don't come back without a guest. Yeah. Uh, until he does come back. TC, I know one of your favorite things about this event, always the uh, used to be the celebrity pairings, now the Pretty much just the amateur pairings. Very few celebrities in the field, mostly athletes. Yeah. Your your Josh Allen's, Buster Posey's, Alex Smith's, Harris Barton's, Harris Barton, Steve Young's in the field, uh, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. uh, Gasol. Paul Gasol looks like yeah. Solly's dad. Uh, however, there's a number of people who paid the high the high ticket price to uh, play two rounds of golf in this year's event. Uh, what were some of the highlights you you really yeah, rattled off? I always find some of the the business people to be more interesting than the celebrities or the musicians or the actors and actresses themselves. So first one off the top for me was Ludwig playing with Dermot Desmond. Uh, Whoa. JP McManus is not in the field this year. I, I don't know why that's very concerning for me. Uh, but Dermot Desmond is JP's best friend. Uh, Dermot is a great stash, huge supporter of, you know, the, the European Ryder cup team. Uh, so very happy to see him playing with Ludwig paired with Rory. Yes, they are paired with Rory. Um, Rory's playing with... Uh, uh, a guy from TPG. Oh, there you go. A, f- he, a financier. Yeah. Uh, next, we've got Hojecoin playing with DJ Diesel. Uh, <laughs> David Solomon. David Solomon of Goldman Sachs. Uh, playing with Tom Hoagie. Which very, very, you know, you got to wonder if the, the, you know, can't lay... I wonder if he was spinning, it, spinning it at the uh, pairings party. That's interesting. Yeah. So for those that don't know... Just a, like, he's like runs Goldman Sachs and is also a DJ. Yes, he moonlit. Moonlit. He doesn't do it anymore. I think they asked him to stop. It was distracting. <laughs> uh, but he was a DJ. Uh, uh, and yeah, there's a good article in the New Yorker about David Solomon. It came out, I want to say last year. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Um, huh. I wouldn't say he 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 fit the, the the Goldman profile when he became CEO, but he did he did win the. Uh, the Game of Thrones to take over for Lloyd Blankfein. He's been under fire from shareholders. A lot of the employees are unhappy with the back to back to the office mandate mm. as well. So we'll see what <laughs> happens there. Uh, but very interesting to see him playing with Tom Hoagie. The I yeah, I don't know that I would have. 
cross those two right? on my list. Well, uh, look at Hogecoin. Uh, maybe Tommy that's Taylor, interesting. Right? The, the, the Taylor, Bitcoin right? ETF. It's an unstable coin. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if the yeah. shareholders are going to love uh, that. Next, we've got JT playing with Vivek Sankaran, which uh, he actually blew up one of our shots yesterday, Vivek, <laughs> which was great. I, wait, I actually appreciated that. I asked him to come on the show. He declined politely. You know, you yeah. know what? You know what Vivek does? He's the uh, CEO of Albertsons. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Which you know they're in their merger with potential merger with Kroger right hmm. now. Potentially. You know some 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 uh, antitrust stuff going on there. Yes, uh, I may need to get an audience with him. Talk to him about Kroger versus Erewhon. Sure, versus maybe Trader a trap draw sidebar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emiliano. It's on the on the celebrity kind of athlete front. Emiliano Grillo playing with Pau Gasol. Mm. Pau was out here grinding yesterday. Had one of the instructors uh, working with him. Uh, Keegan playing with TB12. It's got to be a it's a comfy pairing. You know, lifelong yeah. dream of his. Uh, you've got Keith Mitchell playing with Josh Allen. They were the first two guys on the range this morning. How about that? Ran into John Lamonte and, and uh, Keith Caddy, and we're like, man, like, you guys out here grinding first thing. How and about you, that? you know that factored into the, the, the Beluga's big board. Exactly. Uh, well, I'd like to hear a little bit about how some of these things come together, and we have the guy that might be able to help us with that. Uh, tournament director Steve John, I believe, is going to join us here. Very shortly. Neil, go, go flag him down here. I think he's going to take your spot here. Welcoming in the, the famed tournament director of the Pebble Beach, uh, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, Mr. Steve John. How are we doing today, Hello. Steve? Hello, fellas. Neil, hey. can you get him situated with Mike? Just right there in his face there. Just get it right there in his face. There we go. There we Perfect. go. Perfect. A little different vibe here this year, huh? Wow. This is crazy. <laughs> I mean, we, got, we have, honestly, the 80 best players that could possibly be here are here. Yeah. It's nuts. I mean, last year was a little different, right? For it was you? very. The uh, weather seems kind of similar. Like, it, might similar. Kind of, it might be yeah, kind of similar. I was not going to invite you back for that reason. <laughs> no, it's really cool. The vibe is amazing. You know, we go from a, a, a celebrity, you know, aspect where everybody's all excited about seeing celebrities to this, which is so uber golf focused. You think it might we might lose anything? We're actually gaining it. It's it's really something that the AT and T deserves. The foundation deserves. We're the most charitable golf tournament in the PGA Tour. And Pebble Beach deserves it. I mean, it's Pebble Beach, for God's sakes, right? So it's really, it's Having really the cool. best players play at Pebble Beach seems yeah. like a, a, a something that should definitely happen, right? So Seems obvious. With How, the weather, it's also nice that you don't have to worry about nine, is it nine green over at Monterey Peninsula? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the drive, the drive out to 10 for these people, as you know, uh, it's it's a John, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a commitment. And that whole run is when we stopped golf last year. Because the balls were rolling on, right. was yeah. it nine or ten? It was one of those two. I know it was, it was, like, I think it was, it was like the limiting factor. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, we love Monterey MPCC, but um, you know, we had to drop one golf course, and it just made sense. It's such a short runway to work with. It logistics are much easier with Spy and Pebble. They're right next to each other. Yeah, it just seems love, like it's simplified things. Players a love bit Spy. You like yeah. Spy? Yeah. It's yeah. Tough. Super excited to see Spy on TV a little bit more too. It sounds like they're going to have some some handheld cameras out they there do. for the first they time. They do. They've got four cameras out there for the league groups, uh, well, whatever feature groups, I guess. So yeah, you'll, you'll see a lot of Spy, which we had Spy last year um, in the rotation with cameras, so it was good. I mean, there were some shots at Monterey that I've never noticed before. Hmm. Like, what hole? Where is that? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. We're, we're just going through the uh, some of the pairings. We love to break down the pairings whenever that, that sheet comes out yeah. between the pros and the yeah. amateurs. How, how, can you give us some insight into how these kind of, kind of come together? Do people kind of make some requests? Yeah. Do you try to pair up personalities? Well, I mean, how does it work? I, yes, a great question. Guaranteed amateurs are not allowed to make a request. You didn't make requests last year. Did not. It was random. Yours was a setup. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, it's, no, it's, it's really cool. So the, the pros can request players. 
many have relationships with, with their, you know, Rory was, Rory's got the Workday connection, right? So um, others, I mean, Keith, uh, well, Keith Mitchell's got, got Josh because they're buddies. But there's Jim Cavanaugh has a, a relationship with, with uh, Ben Griffin, who's, who's a uh, worldwide technology. So some of that, I'd say, I don't know, 8 to 10, maybe 12. And then others are just good friends, Alex Smith and Mackenzie Hughes became friends over the AT&T, and they've, they've kept their friendship for a couple years now. And others are completely random. We try, we try to match, you know, the tournament committee, uh, well, this year was easy with 80, with 80 teams, 156 a little more challenging. So we try to pick guys that we think will get along. The pros we match up is according to their categories, so that's, that's kind of preset. Um, but then we try to make, put the amateurs with, it would fit, a good fit, really. It, uh, David Solomon and Tom Hoagie. I didn't see that one. I really like Tom Hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> I really like him. And, you know, David Solomon's a DJ. We were right? just discussing that. He's really good. I mean, seriously. Was he, was he spinning last night at the party? <laughs> no, no. But I wanted to I wanted to do it last year. Remember the party we had, the, the Friday night party, which was insane, with, with Schoolboy, Macklemore, and Elenium. And I said, I said, Solomon, Solomon. I'm like, get up there. Do it. He said, no, no, I'm not going with those guys. Um, the other Solomon, not me. The, yeah, the other Solomon. You could, you could, you could do it. Yeah, though, yeah. You easily pulled off. Speak country roads. Yeah, so he, he's 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 got that he's got that talent. But uh, Tom Hoagie is just one of those great great guys, and I thought it'd be a good pairing. Uh, any word on the the allegations that were rampant last year of sandbagging by uh, Aaron Rodgers? Any I, tournament you know official what? statement? I, <laughs> yes, I will make an official <laughs> statement. I I retrieved the scorecards from the from the scoring booth. I reviewed them. He didn't even play the back nine at Pebble Beach. Did not post one score. <laughs> Lightning struck for those guys. Aaron's been a nine handicap for seven years. He's, I don't, he may have made the cut once. I don't even think he actually did. He's really never helped very much. <laughs> and this year he just had, if, if Ben made a bogey or something, Aaron just made Just ham and egg. He, did, he, only made one or, he made two birdies around, maybe, <laughs> maybe one round he had three. But he didn't really compete a lot. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I, I, in full honesty, full disclosure, the cards reflect that. So no, I can defend him, and I will. <laughs> I will defend. It him. seems tough to sandbag coming off an Achilles injury as well. That's that's right? true. I he saw just made a hole in one for God's sake. <laughs> I saw there's an orthopedic surgeon in his group this week. The team doctor. That was a the, random. That was pairing. random. Random okay. pairing. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> his doctor was paired with doctor patient. Yes. Yeah. It's a good pairing. How, uh, what, what has been the vibe, uh, kind of the, you know, shifting away from a more traditional format for a, a long, long, long running tournament? What, what was kind of that process like? Were there growing pains and shifting kind of to this new designated uh, signature event model and kind of this new structure of this event? What, what's that change been yeah, like for you? you know, and I, I really think it's, 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 you know, change is difficult. Um, and the, the 77 years of history of this format, Bing started it, Clint continued it. And to change, you know, so dramatically, it, it's, it's tough. But as I, as I said at the very beginning, it's the right thing to do. We needed to do this for Pebble Beach and the foundation and AT&T. Uh, transitioning from, from what we were to what we are now is, is difficult. A lot, of, a lot of hard phone calls to people that had played in the past that aren't playing this year. There's simply not enough room. I didn't get a phone call. I didn't even get a phone call. You know, I, I left you know? a message for It was going to be too difficult, man. You didn't get my text? Yeah. <laughs> the so, phone's been all weird. Yeah, it, yeah. It's tough, but we worked closely with AT&T and Pebble to make sure that, you know, we're doing the right thing. We're communicating it properly. Get out ahead of it. And I, honestly, everybody was fine with it. Every phone call that the tournament committee made, I made a few. Other, others made calls. They understand it. You know, we're, we're all about charity. All, we, all I care about, at the end of the day, we can push as many dollars as we can to the community. Last year, $18 million. We hope to do the same this year. If we can't do that, then we shouldn't do it, and we can. So this model is working. 
What well, you've been in this role for quite a while, right? I mean, a dozen years. We've talked about on this pod a lot where I used to work for the tour and I would come out to this event and these guys would watch it on TV and their experience on TV was not always their favorite, you know, the celebrities thing didn't really work. It's like enthusiast golfers. Yeah. yeah. Hardcore golfers. Golf and my, exactly. my take was always like, man, on site, it's like, it's really fun, man. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. People are pumped to see Ray Romano and Bill Murray and like they, they love it. And I'm just curious from your perspective, what that balance has been like between like this being a community event. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, we kind of need to make it like a worldwide entertainment product, you know, almost well, like outward yeah, facing, you, you know, about it. 99% of our tickets were sold for people that want to come and see a celebrity or athlete, right? Yeah. 99 for yeah. how many years? Yeah. Now we have eight notable amateurs on Thursday and Thursday and Friday. So it's completely different. I, I don't know what's going to show up here yeah. tomorrow to watch golf, but it's a golf centric crowd. I, I would imagine if anybody's always that's wanted to see great golf at Pebble beach, this is your year to do it. And I think we'll see the takeaway from the spectator. We do a spectator survey every year. And there's always people that complain no matter what we do, right? But there are a lot of people that were really positive about, you know, the, the celebrities playing last year. They love it. Others would say, oh, they're, you know, none of the best pros are coming here, which isn't really true because the best, they, we do. We had a great The field's core, been improving for a while. We had a great yeah. core group. And I took, I took great pride myself in building the celebrity field. We tried to get five new celebrities a year to keep it fresh. Canelo came in. You know, we just, we did it. And, and getting, so then to throw that all away and go to what we're doing now is tough. It's not been easy, but, but we know it's the right thing to do. So what's your, what's your pitch? Or I guess, what was your pitch to those celebrities when you're, when you're going to them and you know, they're busy, they get asked to do a lot of things. What's, what's the selling point from you? To get them to play or get them to, to get them, them to play, not play. To, get <laughs> them to play, to get them to play, yeah, <laughs> get yeah. them to play is it's the greatest, greatest amateur experience in golf. There's nothing like it. You can't walk on Wrigley field and jump out in the outfield <laughs> and catch balls, right? Can't go catch passes from, from Aaron Rodgers. You can do it here. Yeah. You can walk side by side as you did. With, the, with great players. I mean, these guys are, even the field we had last year, they're incredible. They're out here for a reason. They're pretty darn good. So that is that is an easy sell. We had a, we've had had guys call us every, honestly, every week we get people reaching out, celebrities, hey, can I play? And the committee looks at it, and there's only so many spots. We had basically 22, 25, and then we'd have a few other notables like you uh, to get us to about 30. Seat fillers. Right? And um, <laughs> so it's not, it's not an easy ticket. And we, and we really did. We tried to rotate, as I said, five. But it's, it's hard to say no. When the, when the you know, signature event model is, is coming out, is this, is this kind of a decision? Did, that, like, uh, you know, did, it, did you put your hand up immediately to say, like, this event should be in that? Or is that a, a decision that's made more at, like, the AT&T sponsor level? Or kind of what was your role in, like, making this become a signature event? Really clear. My role, my role is, to be, is, is to be a coordinator. I don't make decisions. The tournament committee <laughs> makes decisions. The board makes decisions. But what happened when when there was discussion of elevated, designated, and signature? It's obvious that Pebble Beach should be part of it. It's one of the greatest golf courses in the world, and we deserve it because we're the most charitable organization in the world. And AT and T deserves it because they're the best title sponsor. Thirty nine years with us. So when we heard that, we absolutely raised our hand and said we want to be part of it. The tour wanted to be part of it, and AT and T wanted to be part of it. So collaborative decision. Here's what we're going to do, and this is how it's going to happen. And that's where it got difficult because we had to cut the field tremendously, cut it back, make some changes. But again, all for the right reasons. How are we looking on the weather front? <laughs> Why'd you bring that up? And what, and, <laughs> and what does that do to your week? Yeah. Like, how, how does it that just, make it, week your week harder? You know, I've done, I've done this now. I've, I've had three really, really bad years. Last year was horrendous. I 19, think Sunday and Monday were two of the nicest days. And that does that, right? It just does that to you. Just yeah. to stick it in your side. Yeah. So uh, 19 was a bad year. We had hail. Other than that, we've had great year. 2020 was the most incredible year. This is El Nino year. We knew it coming into it. 
you can only do so much. The golf courses were in great shape coming in. We didn't have a ton of rain, so it can absorb a lot. I don't know if it can absorb if they say three inches, to, which is who knows if that's the case. We're on the coast, and it could, we could get a high-pressure system or something could buffer it, move it left or right, north or south. We hope that's the case in this situation. But we, everything's in place. Evacuations, as you well know, uh, they're out there. We, we've had the same number of evac vans that we had with three golf courses, so we should be fine with two. And security, you know, our, our, our primary goal is to keep our fans secure and safe. So we, we get them off the course quickly, as we've done in the past. We have the same plan. That's why there's nobody on the course today. Okay. It just didn't make sense to let anybody out there. So it's just, just the players that want to play, no spectators. We communicated that message out. We, we, can't, we can't have anything happen. You know, the, yeah. the wind's that high. And the weather's rolling through this afternoon. It's, ba it's bad at three. Okay. It's what I, my latest report, which I get from a guy in Tahoe. Is most reliable. Is it a three? He's going to want to get in touch with that. Yeah. Guy. Oh, He's a weather guy. I'm on the windy. I'm on oh, I, I got it all. You should see that. I'm going to send you the email. <laughs> <laughs> the, guy's, the guy's name is Robin Baggett, and he's one of the greatest wine producers. He's Alpha Omega Wine. Yeah. This sounds like your That's guy. I get, how are you, you not on this guy? I get, my, I get my weather report from Robin Baggett's guy. So Robin's got a guy. <laughs> Uh, I'll send it. I'll send it to you guys. It's it's yeah. it's bad. Yeah, three o'clock's bad. It just looks like it looks like a hurricane. Very red. It's going to blow through quick. Yeah. It's going to drop a lot of rain. They say it's going to blow through quick. So tomorrow, it's not going to be it's not going to be hot and dusty anytime soon. <laughs> but I think it's going to stabilize a little bit. That's what the that's what all the indicators are. Cool. Who who in your celebrity uh, experience who who took the golf the most seriously? Jake Owen. Really? That's is that. I mean, that's a quick answer. Fast yeah. answer. The guy that took it to another level as far as obsession is Macklemore. Really? The guy is obsessed with the game of golf. He came down when we had our, our 2021 year when we didn't have a program. Yeah. We had a special day on Wednesday, and I brought in, uh, I think I brought six, six celebrities in. He was one of them. He got here on Sunday. He played golf every single day. Played Wednesday, played Thursday. He was supposed to leave Thursday. Stayed all the way through Sunday. <laughs> played every single day. He's totally obsessed. But Jake Owens, Jake Owens is, is passionate about the game, and we just did a, we did, had a, a collaborative event with him on Sunday called the Hey Jake which is his foundation, our foundation, and had nine pros play in the hay at 72 degrees on Sunday. Very nice. Jake is, a, is an incredibly giving guy. He, we, we split the proceeds the first two years, and this year he said, if you send me a check, I'm sending it back. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a $200,000 check, so it's not something like a $5 check. <laughs> but he's, he's an incredible guy. What's something that the viewers at home may not know, like the, a tournament director's job? What, what is, what, what's something about your job that people may not know how, you're gonna how clean, a tournament you're gonna comes together? You're going to clean toilets at some point in time. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to change a diaper. Uh, it's, there's, there's nothing too, too low. I mean, you do what you got to do. You got to get it done. I'm so fortunate I've got a staff of 12 incredibly talented ladies. Um, they keep me grounded. But they're 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 motivated. They're driven. They're hardworking. They know what our what our role and responsibility truly is at the foundation. It's about giving back, and and I love what I do. It's I just I enjoy it, and it's you just do what you got to do. You do everything. Mm. Got to pick exciting. You got to pick to win. It's gonna be a mutter. So we're just mm. we're just discussing. Yeah, I, I you know I um I I think I mean honestly a guy like Jordan Spieth he you need a veteran. I think you need a veteran. Guys played here a bunch. <laughs> And a guy that that uh, can deal with elements. You know, Rory Rory can deal with elements, but um, I don't know. I mean, I it's that it feels so deep. Yeah, I, I the beluga I, likes the likes that ranking over there. Yeah. Huh. What's yours? <laughs> you don't know yet. 
Yeah, we yeah, got he, he ranked the whole field eighty to one. Seriously, yeah, eighty one to one. Yeah. Send, 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 send me that. We got a lot of time to kill. Somebody wow. who's not in the field, <laughs> and we have to find the person who's actually. Well, I, not I bet you could do. that. I can tell you, he's not going to win. Terrell Hatton. Yes, yeah, anyway. that's true. He's he's not going <laughs> to. But don't like his chances. No, not good. Uh, I think Jordan. I really yeah. do. He's playing well. You know who else? It doesn't play here at all. Justin Thomas. I think he actually look at what he's done. Two and one. I think I think he's in the mutter the mutter category. I can't unsee that that year at uh, Peb, or, uh the players. Max Homa, California, yeah. Northern California. NorCal was never played. NorCal guy. I think you need to look at a NorCal guy that's used to Poana, and can play in shit weather. Homa played really well when it was awful at uh, TPC Avenel. There you the, go. The Wells Fargo moved there, you there go. a couple of years ago. It's gonna it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a guy like that. Love it. Then I'll pick the wrong guy. Well, I know your phone's probably blowing up just from spending Great 20 minutes with, with us. Yeah. So really thanks so much for spending thank some thank time. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for having us out. This has been a lot of fun. You, you get it. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> Zach, right, thank you very much. Here. See you, Steve. That is tournament director Steve John here at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. We are welcoming the Beluga back in. Uh, How about that? A couple other pairings that I wanted to shout out. Um, Max Homa playing with the guy that was in the background of our shot yesterday, Ryan Lance. He's the head of ConocoPhillips. <laughs> if, if you missed it yesterday, one of the all-time great moments, I think, of, of the show was uh, he was not hitting it good. I, I don't grinding. think. I mean, you, know, you saw it in person. A good 90 minutes. He was putting the work in. And uh, who was Steven Yeager. Steven Yeager was next to him doing the towel drill where you pinch the towel, towel under both that, arms. that elbow in. And he was like, huh, that looks like an interesting drill. So like, he started doing the towel drill. And then I think he realized, he thought maybe he was on this. He was like, oh, my God, am I, am I on camera? It was sweet. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Cantlay uh, playing with Egon Durbin, mm. uh, which that might be, you know, chess move 12. And Phil's uh, be some absolute deals, though. Um, they, perhaps they're out today playing a, playing a practice around with DJ Diesel. Perhaps. Right? Uh, Mav McNeely playing with Condi Rice. Dr. Uh, Rice. I'm I'm shocked that she's not interviewing for NFL front office or head coaching positions. <laughs> Still in season. Uh, and then we've got we've got you know in honor of our of our owners podcasts on the trap draw. We've got three owners or, or co-owners of professional sports franchises. Uh, we've got Qualtrics Ryan Ryan Smith, the owner of My Los Jazz. Uh, take note. He's also yeah. Take note. He's Me also Jazz. in the process. I think with with the NHL trying to bring a uh, NHL team to Salt Lake City, which mm. seems like a no-brainer, right? Uh, and then you've got uh, Greg Penner, who is the, uh, one of the owners of the Denver Broncos. Uh, you know, fresh Broncos off. Broncos country. Uh, <laughs> probably going to cut Mr. Unlimited here soon. Uh, and then Josh Kroenke, who uh, kind of the managing dude for... Uh, a the, lot of teams. The, yeah, nu- uh, Los Nuggets among them. Mm. So... That's exciting. Thank do, you, TC. Do we want to continue with the big board? Do we want to get to some trivia? What do you guys want to do next? Let's, let's, do, let's do a shot okay. of the big board, and then we'll do a big trivia. Yeah, okay. we're going 59 to 50 here. Mr. 59. Uh, so Mr. 59 is uh, aptly named Adam Hadwin. How about that? Um, I love it. And if you're, if you're just joining us, Neil is ranking the field from a 81 to 1, even though there's only 80 players Paul in the Paul McGinley field. says hello. Hello, yes. Paul. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Rogers at 58. Okay. Um, he just was, saw him. We know he's here. I he was Hadwin, it, I think Hadwin's going to punch above that 59th. Fair enough. Uh, I think Hadwin might be a mutter. Yeah, he's Canadian cool. guy. Yeah. Grayson Murray at 57. Great form. We well, saw him yesterday. We right know he's now. here. Uh, TC, one of earlier. TC's many boys, Nikolai Hoygaard. Saw him. I think I'm selling on Hoygaard this week. <sighs> at Whoa. 56. Uh, 
Corey Connors, 55. I wanted to put him higher. I feel like it's a decent course fit, yeah. but he hasn't played sure. here uh, or maybe played once, uh, but it was back in, I think, 2018. Uh, Davis Riley or Riley Davis, or Riley Davis uh, at 54. Don't really have a note for this one. Sure. Um, Saw him. Alex Noren at 53. Uh, and then Adam Svensson at 52. Taylor Moore, who was the first man on the range. Oh, no, second guy on second. the range yesterday. So and that today. Factors Some in. really today, yeah. too. Uh, at 51. That just wants it. Um, oh, and you know what? I think I figured out why I have uh, 82 names. I have Adam Hadwin twice. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? You know what? Adam Hadwin, let's, let's divide so, that by two. Adam Hadwin should be probably in the high 20s, low 30s. So we're going to delete row 50, and that, that should, <laughs> that say, should man, fix if, our issue. If our, if our guy that's not in the field is going to be in the top 50, that's a tough look for the index. Lucas Glover's been hitting balls for a solid two hours. Stay yeah. tuned for that, T. <laughs> Uh, team Rose has has come out on the range now. He, massive team. Team Rose is it's not having people you can lean on. Six, six uh, or seven people out and there. And Jason Day just walked by. Uh, it's getting better. I like Looking his good today. Uh, kind of looks like another, he's ready. Some tweed looks, pants again. Looks like he's ready nice. to, to hook him, kind of. Doesn't uh, he? <laughs> he looks comfortable. Yeah, it looks like orange. big checks. Yeah. Sergio collection. Uh, guys, I prepared some very fun uh, Pebble Beach trivia for oh, you guys, and okay. uh, I would like to go through that if you guys are ready for it. Love that. Would you guys want to start with the trivia, or we could do past winner or not past winner? Let's Ooh. do past winner or not uh, past yeah. winner. Yeah, okay. I feel good about this. Okay, that'll, that's good to start with that, because it'll uh, help with some of the trivia as well. But uh, Kevin Streelman, is he a past winner of the Pebble Beach Pro-Am? He is yes. not a past winner of the, yes, of the Pro-Am. Winner. No, he is not a past winner of the Pro-Am. I got to shoot not. I'm not cheating. Do you, know, do you know his best finish? <clears throat> uh, Runner-up in 2017. Oh. Uh, Mark Kalkovecchia. Yes. He is a past winner. Yeah. He is not a pass. He's not. No. Yeah, you didn't let me finish. I'm keep saying yes, just because it's Craig cool. Stadler. Yes. 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 I have a memory of this. Also not a pass. <laughs> <laughs> Please share. What's the memory? <laughs> just feel like the walrus out well, by the retaining that, wall. Well, might be Happy Gilmore. <laughs> well, Kevin Stadler. Ah, uh, uh, that's no, 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 no. That was Phoenix. That was Phoenix. That was Phoenix. VJ Johnson, you ever win this event? He okay, Johnson Wagner's Wagner made the cut, cut twice. He just blew the... Uh, okay. okay, Johnson Wagner says he needs to shave the beard because his must. Uh, well, DJ's my razor doesn't have a charger. We can only fit so much fucking gear on this trip, guys. <laughs> VJ Singh, has he won the AT&T Pell Beach Pro-Am? Say no. Yes. yes. He has won it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tough look for the index. <laughs> David Duvall, has he won the Pell no. Beach Pro-Am? Uh, no. Yes. <sighs> Which one is it, TC? Yes. Yes. No, he's a three-time runner-up. Really? Yes. Marco Mira, has he won the Pell Beach Pro? Yes. 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 Five times, actually. Yeah. So, really? Yes, yes. That's fun, Chris. I was hoping somebody would <laughs> say no. Times? That's fun. It five that's times. Fun. Chris, that's fun. You and I can God, reminisce. Horse for the course. Jack Nicholas. Yes. 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 That is correct. Ben Hogan. No. Yes. Yes. Yes, he has won it. <laughs> Charlie Wee. Oh. oh. There were some bleak. Like he was in the mix. Yeah, there were some bleak years. I think, yes, he did. No. Yes. No, he did not. Ah. Payne Stewart. Yes. Yes. Yes, that is correct. Matt Gogol. Did he lose to, he was runner up to Tiger. He was runner up to Tiger, wasn't he? It's good enough for me. I'm going to say no. 
I'm going to say yes. You say, I'm going to say no. You are right that he was runner-up to Tiger, but Andy wrong. Also he won. also won the Pebble <laughs> Beach Pro-Am. Kevin Sutherland. No. No, I think he won the Champions event here. No. The Correct. pure insurance no. classic? Yeah. Brett Ogle. Yes. 1993. You know why I know that? Because O.J. Simpson played that year. (laughs) (laughs) You just learned that this week. I'm going to say yes based on that intel. (laughs) That is correct. Bradley Harris. Never heard of Bradley Harris. Uh, I'm going to say yes. Otherwise, I don't know why you'd put him on the list. I made up that name. It's not even a real (laughs) golfer. So (laughs) No, he is not on the (laughs) Beach (laughs) Pro-Am. Okay, seven courses have hosted the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Can you name them all? Let's go slow. Go slow. So Pebble Beach. Got it. Spyglass. Poppy Hills. Sloppy Hills. Uh, Cypress Point. Cypress Point. Cypress Point. Both the courses at... Uh, Monterey Peninsula. MPCC. Country and Club. What is the Spanish seventh? Bay. Is no. that seven? Del Monte? No. This is, a t- this is a tough pull. This is, I don't even know if this course still exists. Is it very old back in the day from the 30s and 40s? I don't need- Del Monte. So it's not Del Monte Country Club or Del Monte... The answer is Rancho Santa Fe. That's, not that's the, the one. one not the one. Not the one that Phil. Phil <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's Bridges. the seventh course that is huh. to, that is hosted the Pebble huh. Beach Pro Am. TC's really already helped us trivia. with the next one. Tiger Woods ran down someone in a Monday finish the 2018 T Pebble Beach Pro Am. Who Mr. was it? Mr. Gogol. Yeah. That was Gogol. Gogol. Matt, don't call me Goggin. Gogol. <laughs> uh, can you tell me what was unique about the 1996 Pebble Beach Pro Am? 96. It's going to lead. It's going to lead to an interesting fact about the 1998 Pebble Beach Pro Am. 96. It was a 36-hole event. TC nailed it. Yeah. Canceled after 36 holes due to weather. But get this. I bet Dustin Johnson won that. <laughs> In 1998, weather conditions prevented the tournament from being finished on schedule. Nine holes were played Thursday. That. Nine on Friday. 18 Saturday. Rain Sunday and Monday. Do you remember what happens after that? The third round was delayed until when? Thursday. August. <laughs> to prevent really? cancellation similar to 96. So, 40, so guys had to come back kind of like a baseball thing when like. Yeah. Pick up games. Yeah. 43 of 168 players withdrew rather than to return for the final round in 1998. I'd oh. never heard that. And, and so they just got last place money? I, I, I would assume. Or maybe they missed the cut. I would assume that they, they all didn't. colluded together to raise the last place money. <laughs> How many, how many times has the tournament been shortened to 54 holes? Seven. Dustin Johnson's win, won every single one of those, <laughs> those tournaments. He's actually only won one that was shortened, I think. Really? Yeah. I'll say here. I, I guess I'll he's won the other here. ones. That also shortened. Hawaii. Based on your reaction, I'll say eight. It is six is one the answer. Riv, too, when it was shortened. Maybe, which, yeah, which you think would be maybe up. an indicator of, like, could we, maybe it's just not a great time. Yeah, could we find a different <laughs> spot on the calendar? I know it's – if we can go back and forth to Texas so much, maybe we can go back and forth to the West Coast uh, a little I think more. some of this is like uh, – again, like not to be beat a dead horse, but I think a lot of it goes back to like the community thing is like yeah. it probably started as like almost like a polar plunge vibe, <laughs> right? Where it's like, oh, you know, the weather sucks, but everybody loves getting out here. I did a polar plunge this year. Justine was deep in the polar plunge situation. It was like 74 degrees outside, though. Thank you for your <laughs> service. TC, to answer your question, DJ won it in 09, which was 54 holes. He won the 11 Barclays, which was 54 holes, yeah. and won the uh, 
2013 Tournament of Champions. And it was 54 holes. That's gotcha. what, so his three 54-hole wins, and that, not counting his live events. In the live events. There you guy. go. There just, it is. I just miss him this week. Like, I think of Pebble, I think of DJ, whether it's the U.S. Open or, you know, him Gosh. winning here or just, like, he could always rock up here. And to me, that was showed that he was such a proper player iron-wise and doesn't, you know, he's not a bomb and gouge guy. He's a proper player. The U.S. Open meltdown was so underrated. Yeah. Sick. Ooh, so sick. We'll get there. So sick. Um, there is a live golfer, a current live golfer, who finished runner-up at the 2002 Pebble Pro-Am, not named Phil Mickelson. Who was that? Lee Westwood. That is not correct. Um, Welcome, come join us, Sahib? Okay. Oh. He won't be back. No. He won't That's be a nice back. Way of saying no. He won't be back. <laughs> um, I don't know. Syed, first question: Are What's you up? a mutter? Yeah, I'm a mutter. Give he him, is a mutter. Confirm mutter. Here, you can sit down for two, two minutes. minutes. I know you. You, you going to go play? Yeah, I'm gonna go play. Where are you playing today? What's up, man? What I'm gonna play. I'm gonna go hop on ten on Pebble. Ten on Pebble. Yeah. Have you been out here? You play out here? I have, year. yes. Played two years ago. Played the USAM here. Actually took a trip here like two weeks ago. Get some reps in because I've never played well here. So, What's the key? What's the, what, what, what did you learn in that trip? Or what, what did you take from that? Like, this is what I got to do better out here. Um, so, like, I've always thought, I've, I've always played really well in small greens, with Pebble being the exception. And I've realized, um, like, a lot of the shots into pebble um for some reason are like kind of chippy dry shots um hmm. i don't know it's just if i'm it's where i'm hitting it off the tee or i literally went through hole by hole i'm like i have a lot of like smooth draws and a lot of these smooth draws are off of left to right slopes and one of the big things me and my coach have worked on is not trying to hit draws off left to right slopes just because <laughs> of the way my swing is i get the heel stuck and i hit like a flip hook um so yeah just trying to find ways to combat that interesting um, i'm hitting like this flighty chippy slice off these lies now um yeah i feel like it's something you don't really notice but there's a ton of slope left to right on a lot of holes um obviously 13 15 right to left but a lot of the other ones it's like so yeah historically i've missed a lot of greens long left which is you can't miss long at pebble that's so. interesting what about spyglass any experience out there yeah and what is it contra I don't know the word. I'm not good at vocab. Contradictly. <laughs> Contrad. Whatever. Sure. Yeah, um, we got what you're saying. I've played really well at Spy, even though it feels very similar to Pebble. Um, I think I shot four under two years ago at Spy um, and then played well there during the AM. Um, I, don't, I don't really know why. I just really think I, it's an awesome golf course. It's a hell of a course. And I guess they're playing... I could be wrong on this, but like a U.S. senior open there soon, 2030 or something. Oh, oh I did not know that. Who's yeah. your amateur partner this week? Do you know? CEO of Adobe, right? Yeah. CEO Can of Can get some deals done? Oh, we already got it. Looks like oh, we already yeah. got a deal done. <laughs> here. Send him our regards. We use, we use uh, Photoshop and Premiere yeah. Pro. We use his suite of products. We're, We're moving away from lot. Premiere Pro. Don't, don't tell him this. Maybe this don't tell shoulder. You should get our boys all grown up. Like, yeah. Kind of back. Uh, you know. I know. I'm trying to get a race card. I'm close. Well, thanks well, for, hey, thanks for popping in. We appreciate it. Have a good week, man. 
we have uh, we still have our trivia question here, which okay. was there's a live golfer who finished runner up at the, two, at the 2002 Pebble Beach Pro Am, not named Phil Mickelson. Who is it? And it was or not Lee Westwood. Westwood. Landy. Uh, Richard Bland. This, Holter? this speaks to his longevity, man. We've talked about his longevity Surratt. a lot before he left for live. This dude kept his card for 23 straight years or something like Charles that. Charles Howell III. No, that's a that's good a guess. guess. That's a really yes. good guess, but that's not right. God, I'm blanking. This one just got me, man. I'm... Pat Perez. Pat oh, Perez finished yeah. second. That was, that was like one Is of his rookie like... years, too. He was a rookie in, what, like 99 or 2000? Is this where he threw the threw club into the, the ocean on 18? the ocean on 18. <laughs> On that note, yeah. um, <laughs> there is a uh, there's a player at, um, at at the 1992 U.S. Open, not Pat Perez, that threw a putter into the ocean. Who was it? 1992. Yeah, I'm going to say not going to get this. Jerry Pate. Jerry Pate, the volcano. Yeah, we've talked about this guy a lot as being a huge personality that we need to like do a deep dive on. KBV oh, oh nice Raymond Floyd. Close, but no. Big Masters story. We did it on him a couple uh, years ago. Drinking a beer at the Masters with the King. Got in trouble. Got a letter from Augusta. Ken Green is the answer to that one. Ah, sure. Um, a three-time NCAA champion played in his first tournament as a pro at the 1992 U.S. Open. Missed the cut with a 68-81. That is correct. Uh, he finished with flair on Friday using a driver to hit the ball 270 yards from the fairway onto the 18th green and two-putted for birdie. Um, Whiffs so of TC. Head nods walking up that fairway. Three-time NCAA champion is... A, that's a that's, sick block. That's a unique flex. Yeah. I see a lot of those. Ernie Els finished runner-up to Tiger in 2000 alongside another player. It was a European. Who finished second? I, I know this. Alex Cheka. He's got three names. Jose Maria Olfabel. Per Ulrich Johansson. Miguel Anel Imeneth. Is Per, is per Ulrich Johansson a, a speed skater or a golfer? <laughs> I remember, <laughs> that's I remember a him as being... Uh, that weren't the, those two over par and Tiger was the only one under par? I think so. Yeah. I think Tiger was 12 under maybe. Yeah. They were all like three over. A, uh, what did Dustin Johnson shoot in the final round of the 2010 U.S. Open? 82. That is correct. What could DJ have shot and still won the U.S. Open? 78. 76. Dang. Just didn't get off the bus that day. Unfortunately, you apologize, yeah, I, will. I will. I was pretty brave that day. Crazy uh, meltdown. Tripled the what second happened? hole, tripled, doubled, tripled the second, and doubled the third, I believe. Was well, right. he had that chippy like swung right underneath. Question: he had that one he tried to play, it was just not for good. you guys as a uneligible golf fan at the time. That was a first, my first experience with Dustin Johnson. Was that yours, or did was he doing stuff before that? He had won the he, had, uh, he won the, the Turning Stone Lumber Classic or the Turning Stone. He won the Turning Stone. That was like oh eight. Maybe. Okay, because I'd never heard of him. He I remember that. that. I was like, who is this guy? He's, He's uh, doing work at Coastal Carolina before that. He was probably like, I'm trying to think who a good comp would be for him now. Like, honestly, maybe Sahith a little bit. Yeah. Like, it probably wasn't quite the same, like, fanfare around the PGA Tour. Everybody's been growing the game so much. But I think, like, a guy that everybody was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's like. The, the real one's new. That guy's the dude. Salatoris. Yeah. Uh, but that that was the first like one much earlier than big major stage like okay let's see if he can do it type of thing yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go recruit some some players I'll let you out on the last question which is what year was the first million dollar winner at the Pebble Beach Pro Am what year was uh, the first million dollar winner no no yeah that wouldn't make sense would it what's the answer I'm I'm hearing 1989. 
Wow. We're just receiving a million dollar winner. Guy won. Guy made a million dollars. That feels so. Yeah, I feel like premature. They're ahead of the block. Who was the first guy to? Uh, Curtis Strange no was the first guy to make a million dollars on tour in a season. In a season, oh. which was in the late '80s, I thought. Pebble Beach. Maybe, Maybe that's, that's a million dollar purse. purse. Yeah, that, that feels. We might have to get a we massive a, apology uh, from Solly on that one. Should we go back to the Beluga's big board? Sure. Get, we're happy to. to. So we're going forty-nine to forty here. Um, we have Byung Hun and Ben on. Ben on. Ben on. It's okay. Don't beat yourself up, man. Tough. Uh, I feel like he's, he might have a lot on his mind. Oh, you might be getting kicked out. Uh, oh, yeah? Who's coming to say hi? Oh, maybe Potentially God, Lucas. God, a potential mutter. Um, I've got 48. I've got Seamus Power. Plays well here, so this one yeah. could burn me okay. as well. But Very Irish weather going yeah, on right now, so too. So I feel like he might have some mutter tendencies. Yeah. 47, we've got Brandon Wu. The 46. Mr. Hat. <laughs> Mr. Hat. Senior Hat. Uh, 46, we have a past winner, Mr. Matt Kuchar. Uh, okay. That sent him up my, uh, my big board. Real quick. 2008 was the first million-dollar winner. This Can you is, tell me who that was? Uh, Phil Mickelson? Steve Lowry. Ooh, Beat Mike VJ Lowry. Singh Not in Mike playoff Lowry. at minus 10. Solly, <laughs> Solly you also made a culpa. Million-dollar winner. Massive typo. was 2008. Uh, million dollar purse. purse. Listen, that's on me. Let me run through these last few, and then I'll, I'll get out of here. Chris Kirk at forty five, Tom Hoagie at forty four, Harris English at forty three, Cam Young at forty two, Webb Simpson at forty one. Wow! How about that? Congratulations, the Lucas. You're in, the, you're in his top forty for this you're week. You're gonna be in my top forty on my big board. <laughs> Welcome come on, have a seat. come on, and come on in. Welcoming in Lucas Glover and uh, Neil is is ranking the top uh, the top eighty players in the field, and he's not he's going starting from the bottom. And he's not named you just yet. I noticed he took the computer away. Before <laughs> yeah, he so. they're proprietary <laughs> models. Well, there's 81 through 120 for the rest of the week. <laughs> Lucas, so. first question for you. Yeah. What are you reading right now? Oh, you took uh, my question. Uh, Ken Follett's newest one. I haven't. I don't remember the name. I'm only a chapter in, so okay. haven't. Uh, I think it might be Fallen. I think it might be the name <laughs> of it, but um, one what, chapter in. Do so. you alternate? Fiction, nonfiction. What do you? What yeah, do you, I try to read like two books that actually have some substance to one that doesn't. Yeah, you know, like that's a good rule. Call those airport books. Yeah, you grab them, you read them on the first flight, and you're done. But uh, no, Follett's Follett's kind of my guy lately. I've been on him for a few years now, and uh, he's good stuff. Historical fiction mostly. Any recommendations from lately? Like best best book you read last year? Uh. I reread my favorite book, Pillars of the Earth, which is Ken Follett. Yeah. I would suggest that one to anyone that has, um, you know, like 10 months to read a book because it's, <laughs> <that laughs> it's like 1,200 pages. After I, I finished Les Miserables. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got that one for Christmas, so I'm pretty excited. I've That'll, seen the play, but i You got to get the right yet. translation. That's, that's a good that point. Yeah. Very good point. That'll fit in yeah. great with my 12% book completion rate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I made a list. I was like, what am I going to yeah. read now? And, and then, oh, yeah, that's right. I have a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old for this reading <laughs> thing. You know, it goes away quick. So you, this, you had this hot streak last year, yeah. and you're in the middle. You're winning golf tournaments left and right. Are you, in, in, the, in that moment, are you doing something where you're like, all right, can I jot down every thought and feel I have right now so I can channel this for the rest of my career? Are you aware of how crazy this hot streak is while it's happening? Um, no, it was more like don't do anything outside of what you're doing to maybe mess it up um, and then reflect later. Um, it was one of those I was still working hard, but I was like, I'm not going to really just keep working on that stuff, keep doing that stuff. It's working and, and, and just go from there. And, um, and then we see how fickle golf is. I take a few weeks off after Atlanta and like, man, what was I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Were you yeah. pretty worn down? 
afterwards? Yeah, yeah I got to Chicago there for BMW, and, it, and it, I played. I remember playing a practice round and just being like, Ooh. I'm beat. And then Pro-Am, and it was just, yeah, I, I was I was pretty beat up by the time I got there. It was like eight out of nine weeks and a bunch of weekends and contention. And mentally, as much as physically, it just wears on you. When could you feel it coming? Like, did you feel something click and, and know you were on the – on the edge of something or is it truly like a the putts start to go in and you know well for me that was it yeah as as everyone knows you know as soon as i got confident in that in the broom putter um making my short ones i was like all right now i can be a little more aggressive on a 10 footer now i can be a little more aggressive on a 20 footer so now i can make a few of them and i'm not freaking out about missing the two footer (laughs) coming back you know honestly that's that's a lot of it i didn't hit it any different um my short game was nice and um i just started making 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 my short ones, confidence grew, and thus can be more aggressive with all parts of your game. And that was honestly it. Yeah. What was what was kind of the you know had you tried the broom at all at any other point in your career? No, no, never did. I did some arm lock. Um, I played nice in twenty one with the arm lock, nineteen as well. Um, and I was down last spring when I went to the broom. It was that or left handed. I was going that I was going that drastic, um, and I just happened to pick the broom up first. Honestly, I had some <laughs> left-handed putters on order and some brooms on order. I grabbed it first. Wow. And, uh, um, I've, I've done the left-handed putting before, bro. <laughs> How was it? Actually, it was good. Nice. I played left-handed for a while, but then when I went back to right-handed, I still putted left-handed okay. for a while. All right. Totally took my right hand out of it. My right nice. hand was trying to take over the stroke. Interesting. Interesting. So. I could see that. Um, but for me, it was just I had to do something just for a complete new brain function, complete new motor skill. Um, it was so bad with a short standard conventional way. I just, just a lot of scar tissue up yeah, there too. That's well, exactly right. Yeah. I'll say explain that, right? Because it you know, yeah. watch on TV, you're like, just put it in the hole, man. But right. like brain function yeah, is yeah. a well, thing. Yeah, brain and then and I've talked a lot about uh, Jason Kuhn, the, the the SEAL that's helped me the last year and a half or last year or so. Um, and that was his thing is he finally explained to me, he goes, dude, this has got nothing to do with being mentally weak. This is like a thing. It's like an injury. Yeah. Um, and we're, and it, I was in a bit of a unique situation because I'm having to play to keep my job uh, at the time. And he goes, look, we're going to have to work through this um, faster than I would like while you're doing it. Um, hmm. And in, in the middle of a lot of his time and lessons with me, I switched putters. And he goes, I wasn't going to mention it because I don't know enough about golf. He goes, but there's no way this can be bad. He goes, this is like reteaching yourself something you know how to do, but in a completely different way. He goes, you know, you've been putting since you were three years old. He goes, you still know how to read the greens. You still know how to roll the ball, but we're going to do it in a completely different way. And he didn't necessarily care. I did it, but he said, this can't hurt. I was basically just using something different to do something I've done my whole life. Hmm. And I had to reteach myself how to stroke that um, that method. And so just a complete new brain function um, and it or motor skill, and it just – it clicked. It worked. Hmm. Any history for you here at Pebble? Uh, I played nice here a few years back. I think, um, I don't know, sixth or seventh, and my partner and I finished fourth or fifth. I was more excited for him than, than that just because it's such a big deal for the AMs to, to play well. Um, and he's and he was a, a friend and became a good friend. And uh, um, so new partner this week. So I look forward to uh, hopefully he plays well. 
I'm, I'm sure you're gonna be asked 50 times today, but no, sig- he, no golf, no new deal, no new uh, strategic deal. Oh, sure. I haven't read up on it. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, no worries. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to spew knowledge that I don't know about. Totally. And so that's I, I the said right that line to, to Chris on the way in. Yeah. I, I need to read up this afternoon. Yeah. When the weather gets nice, I mean awful. <laughs> and, uh, you can make a whole career out of not reading up on things. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't let thoughts. that stop you, man. Just, just huck it. Radio show now. That's right. We heard about this. How do you like that? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I'm. I'm doing that. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to say stuff and see how it goes. And if I get any repercussions, maybe it was the wrong thing. Sure. Exactly. Then you could dial it in from there. Yeah. yeah. A, are you a mutter? Are you like, are you? He won the U.S. The 2009 U.S. Open. His resume speaks for itself. Yeah, I, uh, um, yeah I, I, I don't mind it. I think it, I think it levels the playing field a little bit, a lot maybe. Um, and yeah, I, I don't mind seeing wind up and I don't mind flighting the ball and moving it around. Uh, you got to do that around here a little anyway, just with the slopes and the, the way the golf course is set up. But uh, yeah, I think it just I think it kind of brings everybody back when it's when it's bad. Is, is Pebble? It's gonna be kind of a weird. Th- I never thought about that, but that's kind of the end of your U.S. Open reign, right? Coming back here and yeah. the next year was yeah, you know the down. cycle started over. Yeah. What, what was that like? Kind of bring the trophy. I didn't yeah, like exactly. It. I didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> no, it was cool. Uh, we were talking to some guys earlier. We had a different driving range, and we were reminiscing. It was up the hill a little bit, and then it, you know, remembered. I was like, that's where I had to bring the <laughs> had to wheel the the metal uh, travel He's, bag in yeah. with the uh, I don't know what you call it. With the trophy in yeah. it, man. Now that you're mentioning that, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> but uh, you're no glove, right? Like, yeah, yeah, do you, yeah. Like, do guys come up to you and they're like, "I don't know how you do." It. Like, they got their yeah. ring gloves on and oh, all yeah, that. Yeah. They're like, well, "What about when it rains?" I said, "Well, you know, I wipe my hands off and I got cord grips." So that's, <laughs> you don't do the uh, Moises Alive, you know, pee, pee on your hands. <laughs> on your hands. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, I never do that. I, I can see that being effective, though. You know, it depends on your diet, how sure, sticky it would be. Very true. Of course. So. All right, we'll send you on your way. We appreciate right. you stopping by on your way uh, from the range here, getting getting some practice in. Thanks and, for uh, Yeah, you bet. Anytime, and uh, we'll be we'll be seeing you on your show here you as well. So. Thanks. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks Lucas. Lucas. Thanks, Lucas. All time, one of the all time good guys here on the PGA Tour, Lucas Glover, if I may say. But um, welcoming the Beluga back in. Where are we at on the big board? Do we want to keep going? Do, do we need to double click on any of those? 69 through 60 or 59 through 50. 59. Sorry, 49 through 40. 49 we're, through we're, 40. Moving we're moving through moving, We're moving quick. We're moving fast and breaking stuff. Had some past winners in this in this set um, with uh, with Mr. Hoagie, with Mr. Hoagie. So we're coins to 39. The algorithm's really starting to work. We're 39 now. Yeah. We are at 39. Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, would you like me to continue? Yeah, I would please. love it. Uh, at 39, I, I, I sense a respawning. Mm, uh, wow. Mr. JJ Spawn. I think I saw him right over there. Um, I think that's. I think you're overranking him, and possibly underranking Hoge. Uh, potentially, I haven't seen a lot out of uh, yeah. Mr. Hoge. Um, Sahith at 38, Sepp Straka at 37. I mean, you, you heard it. You heard it from Sahith himself. He doesn't play well here. Like he, he, he likes it though. I mean, he was saying he's like struggling with the. The hook off of the lie, the hanging lies. He literally from the horse's mouth. He's, he's you can tell he's been focused on. Hey, I want to play well here. This is imp- this is an important tournament to me. Sure, and we take that strokes gained, heart, and attitude into account. Sure. but you know, past history also factors into the big board. Yeah, and so he is where he is. He's thirty eighth. My my college football number. Two there you go. Off the tee here. What, you know what really fascinated me was uh, your coach's attitude about numbers. You told me that in Australia about. 
Oh, if you, yeah. If you asked to change numbers. Yeah, shout out to Norris Wilson. Uh, <laughs> if you asked to change numbers, it probably meant you were you're going to lose playing time. Uh, <laughs> Just like Steve John was saying. Can't, you can't, you can't exactly. request a partner. No. Actually, I really enjoyed that, that nugget. Uh, which is tough because I got the anonymous number 38 and <laughs> stuck with it for four years. You hate 38 that. plays. Are, are we on 38 right now? That That's was what 38. Sahith okay. was. Yeah. Um, and then Sepp is 37. Uh, Keith Mitchell at 36 Cash moved up 12 spots due to being the first man on the range. Just want that noted that he climbed the big board late. He loves this. Uh, he's working hard. Uh, then we have 35. We have uh, Richard Flower, Mr. Ricky Fowler. Uh, seems kind of low or kind of. I feel like that's, I, that's 34, good. I like that. We have young Tom Kim. 33. Could be a really good like. Be good Shorter Tom Kim course, week. Uh, you know, iron play. There's a lot of good players in the field. Uh, 33, I have Maverick McNeely. His mm. finishes here are really good. Really, really good. So I'm, I'm, his form, maybe not so much coming off a of medical, but the, it feels like good vibes only. We may hear from him in a little bit. Uh, we can ask, we can ask him that may impact the big board. Um, yeah. If news comes in late, so you're not locking these rankings. When do they get locked? Uh, when the first T-ball goes in the air. I mean, I guess I could, uh, <laughs> If anybody's interested, you should post uh, it on our website. Thirty-two, JT Poston, high Could ball be. hitter, gonna be windy. Don't know if I love it. Uh, Thirty-one, I have Ricky Fowler again, so I may have switched the name and <laughs> forgot about. So we will have to figure out absolute who, debacle. Who Somebody's missing from the field list. Yeah, uh, I have potentially a here. Potentially, I don't know. Things Listen, are in when, flux, when we're moving man. things around yeah. on the big board. <laughs> sometimes typos happen. People know I have typo issues, and then thirty. Another horse for the course. Who is it, TC? Mr. Pebble Beach himself. Peter Malnati? Yes, Peter Malnati coming in at 30. So there you yeah, have it. You, you missed a pretty volatile section there. There's some really? interesting ones. Yeah, I think uh, is, is, is Sahith at 38. He, he waited till he left. I think Tom Hoagie at 40 is interesting. We still uh, haven't Hoagie seen, was at 44. Or sorry, we still haven't seen Lucas. Gl what, really? Yeah. Then Hoagie might be in there twice? No. He's at 44. Oh, he's I at thought 44. he was like 38 or 39. No, no, because I, I went through, I said past winners were in the in kind of a okay. couple past winners in the uh, 40s. Still haven't seen Lucas I mean, Glover Scythe, yet. I, again, Scythe Lucas, said himself that like, yo, I just don't really play well. But I also Lucas like Glover can just like, he fights the driver and he doesn't have to hit that many drivers here. Hmm. This is true. Lucas Glover might move up with that Lay Miz wreck. He, no, he did. I adjusted it. <laughs> I gotta make sure right he's got the right, <laughs> the right translation. Exactly. Talking uh, to Lucas Glover. He made two four six zero one. He's caught some flack for the sponsor exemption. I will say, like, if there's anybody that's like better at doing this, at, like glad handing and, and just being a positive energy in an amateur setting, it's probably Peter Malnati, and he supported the hell out of this this tournament in the past. And I, you know, I feel like they've 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 rewarded guys who have come here in the past and and supported the event. Some of those guys happen to be PGA Tour policy board members. And also, like, those guys are working about as hard as you can to the point where, like, it's probably detracting from their games. Like, we've seen some of them walking up and down the range on their, on their AirPods this week. I think there's been a calls. lot of phone calls. There's a lot of guys on the phone. You can tell who's on the phone about, like, something important. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of guys that are like, that, that looks like well, he doesn't want to be on the phone. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of players on the phone. It, it's a lot of support staff on the phone. I feel like a lot of the policy board members are on, well, have been on the phone Well, that's what I'm saying. The, yeah. the guys that are on the phone, it's like, okay, they're obviously it's important. The sponsor stuff, too. Is, they're it, connecting. It's, it changes everything. Uh, yeah, the, not having the policy board members here is would have been weird, too. At the same time, it's a $20 million person. If you're a player who's playing really good, I also 
would be justifiably upset if if you saw how those were given. So it's I think for look, choose choose your choose your adventure if you want to be mad or not. They're all going to get scrutinized this year, right? And I think yeah. when we look back at the whole year, if the if the only policy board members are Shouldn't getting the sponsored like exemption, sure. exactly. that is probably yes. something to double click on. At the same time, I think when you zoom out for all of these, like I, I find it a little bit insane that Gary Woodland's not in the field. It's tough seeing a big picture of him in the tap room yesterday and be like, ah, oh, no, sorry, you're not, not in the field. Yeah. It's tough. It is tough, but, um, I mean, it's almost easier if they just didn't have sponsor exemptions into these signature events. But yeah. also, business of Except golf, for man. Tiger. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger any event he wants yeah. to for, the, for, for all of time. Probably be welcoming in a guest here, hopefully in the, in the next five minutes or so. Things are fluid out here on the range here at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Chilly they too. might get very fluid at about 3 p.m. So <laughs> our, you got those mittens? I do. You want them? Yeah, I'd love You have two pairs of gloves? Yeah. This whole time you've been sitting on the mittens? Jeez, <laughs> I, I thought Lucas was going to steal my mitten. The wind gusts are getting uh, getting up there a little bit out there. There's a little little cloud formation. As soon as you step out there, you start to see the, uh, maybe a little something coming in. I'm not maybe seeing earlier. a whole lot of amateurs on the range today. I'm wondering if they're they taking wonder if they're taking seriously. Exactly. Are they mutters? That is the, that is the that is the question we have right you know, here. Qualtrics Ryan said he was going to come on the show today. I haven't seen him. A lot of uh, yeah, 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 I'll catch you on my yeah. way back. Yeah. Sure. Um, we've we've had we we greatly Lucas Glover talking. Lucas Glover always just puts me in a great mood. Oh. He just got that big booming southern voice. One of the one of the golf's great uh, great talkers. Lucas, Lucas. You ever been on the? Uh, yeah, no laying up live show. No, but I want to. But I want to. <laughs> Never done it. I want to. Uh, he sounded so gassed when he's recounting like his his last season, which I you know could have said this to his face, I guess, but it makes me feel better about the Ryder Cup pick. <laughs> yeah, that he was that, that <laughs> he like, was yeah, I, I don't know if that was like the the guy that would have made the the difference in in those six points or whatever but uh, yeah i couldn't have made it worse though. probably couldn't have made it worse probably that's a, that's a fair point yeah. too shout out to zach <laughs> again just a perpetual shout out to zach great <laughs> great job man that did not uh that did not go great um why don't we run uh we have uh you know we we we, sh we debuted this yesterday but uh, for those that maybe didn't catch it and catch all the live show yesterday we uh we of course just took a recent trip to australia and we have a little bit of a preview that the this will be season nine of Taurus Sauce, which will be out later this spring. But uh, our guy DJ got in the lab and made a cut of uh, of, of some highlight clips from our trip to Australia, a bit of a trailer uh, for that. So we'll, we'll play that now, and we'll probably have uh, a guest popping in shortly after that. And we are back here live at the range at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. want to give a shout-out to our friends at AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Today, being connected is essential. Connectivity is truly the bridge to possibility, improving the way we move through our daily lives, succeeding in work and school, and having access to opportunities that may not have been possible before. That's why AT&T invests expertise and resources in the network constantly so customers can keep connected with every aspect of their lives. After all, connecting people is what AT&T does best, and each connection leads to greater possibility. Connecting changes everything. AT&T, and speaking of connecting, look at this timing. One minute early, Maverick McNeely joining the show. How are you, Maverick? I'm good. Can't miss your tea time. We're right? going to have you. This, these mics are going to need you to be right at, up as close as possible here. But uh, how's, how's the week been so far? been great. I mean, Pebble Beach, we had three days with short sleeves, and I would say there's nowhere better than Pebble Beach with short sleeves, and it's good to see you guys. Likewise. It's, it's been a while. Today. Yeah. First question, would you fly today? I would not fly today. <laughs> I'm a big chicken when it comes to conditions. Um, yeah, there's, there's no reason to take on risk for that, but uh, I'll leave that up to the professionals. 
Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. you. What, what is it? it? Yeah. I mean, I had, I had a big, uh, big five months off. I got my pilot's license, my instrument rating. I got engaged and married kind of all in the last year <laughs> since the last time I was here. So. Since the last time we saw yeah. you, definitely. Well, congratulations uh, on all that, all, all those you. things. What are these life, well, how does life changes all like that? How does it, uh, how does it have an effect on your, your golf career? Like what, what, what does it change? It changes things. What does it change? So, so people really think that we try and be a different guy inside of the ropes than outside of the ropes, but it's really just a piece of string. Like you really carry yourself um, inside the ropes and uh, you know, it really feels nice to, you know, have flying be something that saves me time and, uh, and is, is fun and kind of a release and, and a de-stressor now, as opposed to stressing through check rides and stuff. And uh, you know, having my personal life, the best it's ever been. And um you know, all settled in Vegas, finally kicked my brothers out of the house. So that's a big <laughs> life update too. But uh, it's been uh, it's been really good. And I've been really excited to, to be able to be back and healthy and, and fully able to focus on my golf game again. And that time off really made me realize how much I, I missed a lot of aspects of the PGA Tour. You feel, strike me as a very high functioning guy and pretty much anything you, you pick up. Was that the case in flying? And I'm curious if, if or if not, like what it was like to be a beginner at something for you so i i really liked it but flying's not something you want to be average at <laughs> right yeah um you know I, I like i said if i haven't flown in a while i'll take an instructor i'll just take an instructor and go make it a fun learning experience i'm not gonna stress and, and push myself into to conditions that i'm not comfortable with but it was fun it was i'll be honest i was way more interested in studying for all that stuff than anything i did in school <laughs> um partly because it's really interesting and partly because it keeps me alive um but uh, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's fun. When I'm up flying, I don't think of anything else. And, uh, you know, my coaches for years have been telling me that I need to find a hobby outside of golf, <laughs> uh, something that I do other than golf and sleep. And um, I finally did. Will you so. fly from tournament to tournament? No, it gets, it's, it's a lot to rent a plane for a whole week. And right. they charge you two hours a day that you have it. So it wouldn't really make sense. Um, Plus, you know, I don't really want to stake, you know, being prepared for my job on the weather or, you know, my, and it's kind of nice to take a nap while someone else does the flying, but, um, you know, it was fun. Just, I had a day off a couple weeks ago and took an instructor. We went down to SoCal, got some fish tacos and went back as a, as a training flight. And it was just the best day ever away from golf. I remember talking to Morgan Hoffman who flies as well. And he was just, the story that blew my mind was like, some nights, some nights we're just like, yeah, we'll jump down. We'll fly down to Key West and get some key lime pie and then fly home. It's like, yeah, oh they, gosh, when, and, you, when you fly yourself, it's kind of. Shout out to Mr. Palmer. Yeah, In the aviation right. world, they call it the hundred dollar hamburger. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you hop in a plane, fly and have a hamburger and it costs you a hundred bucks. Were you always an aviation enthusiast? So I, uh, I mean, the name Top Gun, like, yeah, yeah a little bit. That was, that was my favorite movie when I was five. Um, I named our first cat airplane. And then I think I got kind of uh, wrapped up in ice hockey and golf and uh, kind of forgot about airplanes. And then uh, I call him Uncle George. It was George McNeil that really uh, sparked my interest in, in aviation again. I was going to the 3M championship in Minnesota. I think this was almost a year and a half ago now. And uh, I was driving into the course, and this little Cessna 172 flew right over my head as I was driving into the course. And I go, that, that looks like fun. And uh, I was paired with Uncle George that day and peppered him with questions about, you know, what it takes to get your pilot's license and had a rain delay, kept asking him questions. And that was kind of when I decided to think this is something I want to look into. Hmm. George sounds like an interesting guy. Like He is one likes of the to fish, coolest people like I've ever met. Cook, yeah. He's, he's like, I mean, if I have, like, one-tenth of his coolness, it would be amazing. I, I had no chance, but.
Can you take us in kind of the, the timeline of your injury? And, uh, you know, for people that listen, there's a lot of guys keep track of out here, and I'm sure the listeners at home probably don't have it off the top of their head what exactly what happened and, and kind of your, your, your return from injury and what that's been like trying to, you know, finding your form uh, again after that. So it, it's been a year. Basically, this tournament last year is when I tore the ligament that connects the sternum and collarbone. I did it in the second round at uh, Spyglass, or sorry, at Monterey Peninsula. Barely finished that round tried to play again on Saturday and made it about nine holes. Thought it was going to be okay. Tried to tee it up again the following week at Waste Management. Had to withdraw again. Um, ended up taking a couple weeks off. Tried to play through it, through the Canadian Open, and uh, it just got progressively worse. I wasn't able to practice as much as I wanted to, and that's when I kind of took a step back and said, okay, what are my main goals here? I want to have full status to start the 2024 season. I want to be fully healthy. and. Um, so when I kind of learned it was just stuff that I was working on actually on this driving range uh, without consulting any swing coach um, that kind of caused me to uh, to get in a position to hurt myself. Basically, I was getting super steep uh, body club, you know, ahead of the ball and everything. It would have to shallow really hard late. And there was an hour wait on the seventh tee at Monterey Peninsula. And um, I made a really stuck hard swing trying to muscle a six iron and and that's, you know, about four, four holes later, it felt like a knife was in my mm. collarbone. So, um, you know, kind of take all that together. Um, I, I decided that I needed to take the major medical uh, so that I would be guaranteed starts this year, get, get healthy and, and clean up that golf swing and um, yeah, kind of accomplish all three of those goals. We had Max Homa on the show yesterday and TC was comparing a lot of his golf game to Max. <laughs> that actually sounds a lot more like it's it's relatable. Well, I've shallowed myself out a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're actually working on a lot of the same things right now. Yeah, there you go. I like it. Uh, growing up in the Bay Area, like, mm -hmm. did you play Pebble growing up? And like, so there seems to be a comfort level here with this course. Is that is that game related or is that experience related? I absolutely love Pebble. This place is so special to me. Um, I played way more rounds at the Peter Hay because uh, it was free if you were under 12. And my dad would drop me and my brothers off and we'd play there. And the first time I played Pebble was for my 16th birthday. It was my 16th birthday present. And um, there's just a comfort level on, on the West Coast with poa grass. I mean, I love when it gets a little bumpy and a little dicey. It becomes a speed contest, and that's that's the way I look at it. you got to play the, the most amount of break you can and, and diet in there with the least amount of speed. And I spend more than half of my uh, practice time putting working on speed, so I think it plays into my advantage. But, um, yeah, this is just it, it, this grass feels like home. I come home, and I don't have to learn how to chip out of the different lies, how to pitch, how the ball reacts. It just it feels natural to me. What's been the biggest opposite to that on tour? You've played a lot of different places now. What what do you show up and you just feel kind of backwards at? Uh, Bay, those, those greens at Bay Hill when you get oh those God. icy dorms. All kinds of different colors going everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I wipe out half the time. I try and fix a pitch mark. Exactly. But putter shoots out. Um, but, yeah, I would say that, you know, a place like Sea Island, you yeah. look at that leaderboard, I think Ryan Moore was the only guy in the top 20 that lived west of the Mississippi for a little bit there. And then you come out to a place like this, it's the exact opposite. So... Mm. Uh, I would say Sea Island's about as far away from my comfort zone as you can get, and this is about as far in as you can be. Wow. How, how tough is it uh, for guys who haven't played here before? Pace of play is an issue. Mm -hmm. It's cold. It's windy. You said, you know, an hour wait on one mm -hmm. tee, you know, last year. Yeah. Like, how, how do you mentally prepare for that? Do you just make conversation with the AMs? It's an all it's an all attitude thing, right? My partner this week is Dr. Condoleezza Rice. Like, I, I, there's a lot of questions I want to be asking her about the state of the world right now. I think it's going to be fascinating. Another Stanford Cardinal. Um, 
it's it's a day at Pebble Beach. I mean, yeah. it doesn't get much better. We're on the PJ Tour. You have to keep that all in perspective. Like you can fight with everything. And I think this is a little bit of perspective for my time off. Like I love being outside for five, six hours a day. I love walking five miles a day. I don't feel the same if I don't. And uh, I get to play on the best tour in the world and I love my job. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a long day. We might get some weather and conditions, but I, I wouldn't rather be anywhere else. You, on that note, you're, you're playing with Dr. Condoleezza Rice this week. You are, uh, it, it, can you explain kind of your role? You're on the, uh, the, uh, the PAC and you're, you're running for chairman of the PAC, currently voting ins in a few weeks. Do I have that right? No, so no? I was okay. last year. Um, this year I'm, I'm stepping back and, and letting Got the it. experts do it a little bit. But What, uh, what, what, did, you what did you see in that that makes you want to step back? <laughs> man, it's, it's a lot of time. I have a whole new respect for what those guys on the policy board are doing. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, you have to play good golf and for those guys to, to stick their necks out and uh, get involved in some really complicated conversations while trying to be husbands and fathers and, uh, you know, and golfers bosses <laughs> and golfers. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot they're juggling. And, um, you know, I, the way I'm looking at it right now is is the next couple of years, no matter what direction the tour goes, are the most important to really play my way into the, the better, better, the better players yeah. group or, or however you want to label it. And, um, yeah, I just really want to focus on all golf and, uh, and my team and, and my family and, um, and double down on that. So again, hats off to all the guys doing that, but, uh, I just really want to focus on golf right now. You mentioned, uh, someone, someone mentioning to you, you needed a hobby outside of golf. I'm curious when you, when you're injured and you can't play, is that when that, did that come to a head and how did you spend your time? Yeah, I, um, I mean, I spent a lot of time. It's funny because my uh, my wife works in the PT clinic that I've been training at for the last three years. So I mean, <laughs> it's, it's perks of the job, right? Now. But uh, no, I, I spent a lot of time in there rehabbing and working out. I was in there probably 15, 16 hours a week. And I probably spent about 20 hours a week just doing like the boring two pound weights and, and stretching and whatever else I needed to do. So um, huge t thanks to all those guys for helping me through. And then I go and basically have to work to like a three out of 10 discomfort um, with my golf swing every day. So uh, it was one of those things where as the joint healed, I wanted it to heal and be strong in the way that um, I wanted it to move when I'm fully full power. So, you know, three days, I had a PRP injection in my SC joint um, to kind of aid the, the recovery process. So two days after, as soon as I felt like I could hold the club, I was out there pushing it to a three out of 10. So day one, that was 20 golf balls from like knee to knee um, with an eight iron. And you just slowly built that up to one bag, two bags of balls. You know, the day that I hit 170 miles an hour driver speed, I was pumped. That was about three and a half months into the recovery. And um, the day I hit 170 yeah, yeah. in my future life would be a huge day as well. So. Nice, nice. Well, um, What's it? I mean, you're at Tory last week. You you know you play yourself into contention, and I, I the, the shot I feel like I saw a couple times. Like you, what's the trust level like now when going after a ball out of thick rough like that? I imagine that's the exact kind of shot that you all the stuff you're describing. I'm like, dude, I saw him absolutely Hack taking one. yeah hacking one out of the rough last week. Well, it's actually this you know going from a shallow position at the top of the backswing steeper into the ball helped me out of the rough because um, you know when I get the shoulder working down and around, it decompresses 
the joint that I hurt when I get it working up and in. Um, not only is, is shallow with the ball bad out of the rough, but contact. So, and the other thing is uh, back to hitting cuts for the first time in like eight mm. years. And same thing, swinging left. It, is that you working on that? <laughs> yeah. See, you eradicated the Let's left go. miss last year. You guys need go. to spend some time together. <laughs> Yeah, I really want to get my pilot's license. license too. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah do you want to interview TC yeah. about his golf game <laughs> yeah. at all? Yeah. I love it. So, when you came out as a 16 year old, what was your, do you have an indelible memory or shot or anything that you hit out of Pebble? I mean, I, I think I played the tips and it was the week before the uh, Champions Tour event out here and I shot 75 and I was pumped. Like, it, was a, it was a pretty big deal for me. Um, but yeah, I mean the seventh hole, pull out all the phones, take the videos. It's you know, it's it's a special place. Like to this day, I get so excited stepping up on that first tee box. It's it's such a treat to play this place. And you know, if anyone gets the chance to play it in a sunny short sleeve day, it is it is literally a bucket list item. Any reaction? I know it just kind of rolled out today, but were were you a part of uh, the the call this morning? Did you listen to the call this morning? What did you what did you learn, and what's kind of your reaction to how things are unfolding on the PGA Tour? So I, I did listen to the call, but I feel like the media knows more than us. <laughs> um, you know, I I just like I said, there's a lot of people that know a lot more about this stuff than I do, and I I trust. I'm a very optimistic guy. I trust that they're they're doing the right thing and um, they're making the right decisions, and uh, you know. I, from the surface, I think giving the players an ownership stake in the PGA Tour, you know, it's it's really our job to grow this business, and it's really cool that we now have a, a part of it. Um, however, that's going to look, I'm not sure, but um, you know, I think there are, there are some programs in the past that the tour was trying to get us more involved and, and take more of an ownership in in growing our uh, our business here. But um, you know, now that it's it's set in stone, hopefully uh, more guys are going to. Um, do the things that really separate us in our tour, like playing, say it's a Monday Pro-Am or, or doing a few extra things for sponsors, visiting tents, you know, Stop, really making sure that the fans... Forcefully the stopping media, by the live shows, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, like, I think a lot of the times in these conversations, it's lost, like all the players, we start thinking about the players, but we're really one of four things that holds up this tour. It's the sponsors, it's the players, it's the media, and it's the fans, and, and all four of those have to be happy for us to do our best, so... Mm. It's really interesting. That's kind of like the more I've thought about this whole thing and the, the role as independent contractors and having no equity stake. And I mean, yeah, you are members and you yeah. kind of sign this thing like we're only going to play golf here except for waivers. But mm -hmm. you get injured, you start playing poorly. All of a sudden, like, you you know, you don't have a, a place to play and kind of, yeah, what you just described there is, is super interesting in that regard. Yeah, so the, the whole independent contractor thing, I think that's uh, it's kind of going out the window. It's, it's looking a little different now, but. Um, like I said, I love the PJ Tour. I, uh, I hope a lot of the amazing things that separate us and that we stand for still happen. And um, you know, I, love, I love playing golf for a living. We're going to talk favorite Pebble memories in a minute. You got a favorite, favorite memory? I'm sure you've watched the tournament a lot. I'm sure you've oh, yeah. obviously been here. I would guess you shot on 18 a couple years ago. It's probably up there personally, but uh, both a personal uh, memory and a uh, kind of viewing memory. So personal memory, um, I'm actually going to go back to my freshman year of college. My dad was playing in this tournament as an amateur, and uh, I had just landed on a red eye from the Amer Ari uh, college event um, <laughs> playing uh, on the Stanford team. And my dad called and said, hey, I'm paired with Phil Mickelson today. Do you want a caddy? <laughs> so straight off the red eye. He's this eye, lefty guy. I, know, you know, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I just we went, stopped in my dorm, grabbed a change of clothes and a rain jacket, and drove down here and met my dad 30 minutes before the tea time. And I remember Phil... 
uh, on the seventh tee was a little into the wind, not as much as today, but uh, he, he leaned the shaft on this nine iron and it launched like a six iron right <laughs> in the middle of the green. It was, it was a really cool shot. So, um, that's explain, he explained to you how to hit it after <laughs> that. It's not that hard of a shot, man. Let me show you how to do it. You're going to want to hear this yeah. part. Anybody <laughs> else want to come on listen in? You're going to want to hear this part. The 80 guys here, I don't know how many have caddied Pebble, but uh, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> and then, uh, well, that's kind of my viewing memory. And then obviously playing memory, um, being in contention and, and really, uh, playing my way into that position for the first time on the PGA tour. I remember standing up on that 18th tee. It was the first time in my life I was so nervous that I was numb from the elbow down. <laughs> it was the weirdest feeling, but I was like, okay, let's just keep this club outside Roll and rotate. And I absolutely mashed it. So, um, and then what'd you do after you mashed it? And then I, uh, I hit a perfect utility iron and then the club just started spinning. My hands. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. It just, I just started spinning. Is it? Uh, God, yeah, that's going to look so your sick. I, don't know. I can feel my hands. It's just automatic. You but, should never uh, do another club tour in your life. Cause you're never going to beat that on the final <laughs> hole at that pebble. But, uh, no, there's no better feeling in my job than executing a shot under pressure and it's just so much fun. That's that's what we play and practice for, and you know, it's it, there's really no feeling like it when your heart's pounding, you can't feel your hands, and you absolutely smoke one. It is it is so fun. There's something you said in a, a video we shot with you maybe five years ago that I I try to take with me when I go play golf. You just you you confidently said I chip and putt the lights out. And so, like, when I'm struggling with my short game, I try to just, like, go to the course and say, mm -hmm. I chip and putt the lights out. I yeah, don't, yeah. but I just remember, like, that confidence that, that came from you of, of, of your like, short game. There's uh, nothing like having a, a kind of sketchy iron play for a couple couple years that'll, that'll <laughs> tighten your short game and putting. But, uh, no, it's, you know, the, the one thing in common with the best putters in the world is they think they're the best putter in the world. Yeah. So. Yep. I've never hit a putt I, I don't think I'm going to make that actually goes in. It just well, never as, goes in. That's say. We miss it left and right. It's uh, either the equipment or the coach. And if you miss short or long, it's the caddy. It's never our fault. <laughs> I love that. All right. We're going to send you on your way. We appreciate you stopping by with us. Best of luck this week and yeah. uh, with the rest of the season. Hope it's uh, a solid season, full health and everything. And congrats on everything going on in your life. It's exciting Absolutely. updates. Thank you, appreciate guys. Your time. See you. Cheers. See you, man. Cheers. All right, we are going to do a, uh, a quick break here, and then we are going to wrap up our final hour here on the range at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks to Matt McNeely for popping on. Had a lot of great guests today. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be back with the final 40 minutes here and the rest of the Beluga's Big Board, which people are just foaming at the mouth for and cannot Stay wait to Stay tuned, to folks. Here it comes. <laughs> the top 29. <laughs> And we are back. Thank you so much for being patient with us here live on the range at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Uh, we're in the final hour here of our show, hopefully welcoming in uh, a couple more guests here as we wrap up. We want to thank Mav McNeely, Sahith Tagala, Lucas Glover, Steve John have rolled through today, have uh, had a good time unveiling the Beluga Big Board, which we're in the final hour. How many spots do we have left to go? 29. 29 that we know of. 29 spots that we know of. Um, I'm going to toss it to, over to you. I'm going to do a go. I'm going to go roam the range a little bit. We didn't do our three bits thing. I might go get a couple bits and see if uh, if I can recruit some. Yeah. some, some the, I'm going to do the final follow ups on some people that have said they're going to come by and uh, see if we can pin them down for sure. In this final, Ludwig's out there. Tell him TC's looking for him. Okay, I will definitely do that. <laughs> it's like oh, not again. <laughs> oh, this guy. So coming in at 29. Shout out to you, Sally Stephen Yeager. Wow! Uh, really? Yeah, a man that uh, played well. Showing him a last lot of week. I like that. Um, you know, sometimes when you get close. You're still hungry. You're still a little humble, but still hungry. Okay. Game's in a good spot, so I'm looking for a, a big week. For him, he climbed the big board. Brendan Todd at 28. Okay. I feel like it's a good course fit for him. Ludwig Aubert 
Well, at 27. I feel like his game travels anywhere. I right? know, but we have to see it. We haven't seen much this year. John's yeah. a little bit concerned about him on POA. Uh, sure. Greens, that's a new thing for him, I'm sure. Johnson Wagner kind of uh, backed us backed us down on the pronunciation. He's like, you know, you, got, you guys got to commit to Ludwig Obert. Yes. Not, like, not, no, 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 no. Didn't back us down. That, yeah, maybe me. Maybe yeah. me, me and Solly. Solly. I'll, I'll, we need him to back KVV down on, on the, the Nick Dunlop. Dunlop. <laughs> uh, coming in at 26, a guy that's always doing stuff, Russ Henley. <laughs> Not Brian uh, Harmon. Not Brian Harmon. Who is Stay always. Tuned. Okay. He's always doing Russ stuff. Henley, both. like he's a mutter, elite these, iron these player. Down South Georgia boys are always doing stuff. They're always stuff. doing stuff. Um, I feel like Russ is going to win this year. Okay. Uh, don't necessarily mean here, but he's, he's sure. just going to notch another You want to talk about a career win. that, like, I'd love to have Russ Henley's career. Of, like, yeah. he can walk through. He's right out here hitting balls. Be, maybe we yeah. can, maybe not, we can not be ambush him on his way out. recognized, but he's never lost his tour card. He's won what, four or five times? I think $32 million, dollars, something like that. Total. Fact check me on this. He was low am at one of these U.S. Opens, maybe 2010. Was okay. he Was he low am? At, Not I sure, but he's never dropped outside the top 80 since he's had his tour card. God. Talk about a stress-free career. He can the, still walk through the airport, probably doesn't get recognized. I mean, that's kind of the... the lives where, Charleston? Uh, no, he lives like in Columbus, Georgia. He lives, huh. he lives in Columbus now. Um, interesting. Number 25, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Okay. Mm. Um, I was thinking maybe a mutter, but I honestly feel like he might be more track man guy these days. Sure. Chasing speed. I feel like he's, he's a mutter in the wind. I think when you introduce moisture to the equation, the oh. mudding goes away. Um, Adam Scott at 24. Okay. And we yeah. have some flushers coming up. Wyndham Clark at 23. Justin Thomas at 22. I feel like he might hit the ball a little too high, though he is a mutter. He's got all the shots. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Too many shots. Um, yeah. can, can he putt on these greens? I, I, I don't know. I don't know why you're looking at me. I don't have the answer to that. He hasn't played here. In a long 21, time. a guy I'm excited about this year, Denny McCarthy. Hmm. Best uh, putter in the world. And number 20, another guy I'm very excited about this year, and I think we'll have a big week this, this week, year. is Bo Hostler. Talk to me. Bo is playing with Aaron Rodgers. Really? Yes. That is his, his, uh, his, his partner. So that is the Bo 29 Hossler to 20. Number 20. Stretch. What? Bo Hostler's ahead of some, some solid I names. I know. That's the Beluga's proprietary model has, <laughs> has sent him up the boards. There's, you know, there's going to be some differences right, with the data heard, boys and with the about, odds makers. Okay. This is, this is have the Beluga's proprietary stuff. music sensation? Eric no, you haven't. Wow. Stay tuned for that, TC. Gosh, I'm kind of interested. New album's in coming out. Sally, how'd it go out there? Any nuggets? It did not go well. Yeah. Um, it's getting cold. I see, I saw, I really wanted to crash. I think it's Keegan and Webb Simpson are having a really intimate chat over there. I'm guessing that Just has Stick a microphone in their face. I'm guessing that has What are you guys talking about? Some policy stuff. Uh, so I was kind of trying to eavesdrop a little bit, but it was very hushed down. Sure. I'll say so, maybe we got we got Russ Henley out here. Maybe we could ask him as he walks by if he wants to join. He'll probably say no, but that's cool. <laughs> I got a, one. The one nugget I had, uh, Sungjae has a fire sweater on today, but I just watched him absolutely chunk a hybrid. Ooh, uh, like uh, bad, that's a great bad nugget. Stuff. But I've also tricked myself into thinking somebody's going to have a bad week by watching them hit one bad shot during practice, and it almost sure. never works that way. So sure. oh, something uh, I need to move up in the models. I'm surprised that uh, Hayden Buckley didn't move up in your models after we saw him flush that three-wood on number three. Well, he, he, he bumped up from like 80, <laughs> 79, 80 to like 71. Okay, so that so did help. It helped, yeah. yeah. Sunjay's playing with Greg Penner, the, the owner of the Denver Broncos. you got to be thinking they're talking about Mr. Unlimited, sure. what to do there. They're paired up with Larry Fitzgerald and Adam Hadwin. That's a comfy pair. Did you pair. guys ask Mav if he was a mutter? Uh, I, I don't remember. I no, like I don't think we did. Assumed because he's played well here. Yeah, fast. fair enough. 
Have you guys talked any odds yet? We've not You're talked not. odds. No. Um, who do you think is the favorite this week? There are two favorites this week. Do you know who they? I gotta think it's Mr. Scott. Scott. We haven't talked about Scotty at all this week. No, um, we haven't. I tried to declare him a mutter. Just didn't like that. Yeah, I don't know. The we'll models are the models are spitting out that he might not be. Okay. Scotty Scheffler and Rory are both plus nine hundred. Uh, Victor Hovland comes in at plus twelve hundred. Talk much about Vic yet? About yeah. Victor. Vic's uh, been working hard. He's he's out here every every night when we're leaving. He's uh he's been on the range working. Uh, Zandir Shoffley uh, is in at fourteen to one. Uh, Max Homa oh, sixteen. Max Homa and Jordan Spieth are sixteen to one. I like the sixteen. I think, to one. I think there's a lot of value there. No Hat Pat at eighteen to one, and then the uh, JT Colin Morikawa at twenty to one. The, the, the books have adjusted back for Justin Thomas. There was uh, he was dropping into that fifty to sixty to one in the back half, middle middle to back half of next of last year. And uh, he's played he's played some really good golf over the last several months. He really has. He has JT. JT. There's some, there's chatter that he's he's poised to have a big year for a couple of reasons. One, game might be back, and two, less distractions. Mm. Uh, doesn't you know maybe may not be one of the guys on the phone out here. Sure. Right now may may not he's not, not to as much sponsor stuff National, going on. Though. Look, he's these, working with DJ to open up Panther National. Panther. CC does not want to hear this. <laughs> TC will not, not borderline good. not. You might stop me. You might unplug my mic in the middle of this take. I saw a couple holes at Panther National when I was at a title of shoot. It looks pretty cool. That's all I said. Okay. I think it looks. I think it looks cool. I'm interested. I want to see more. And um, you're allowed to want that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Granted, these are not BDEs, but his last, uh, you know, his all of his finishes in September. He finished fifth at the Fortinet. He finished fourth at the Ned Bank, Africa's major. He finished <laughs> third at the Hero World Challenge and T3 in his last start at the uh, the American Express to get in under the gun, to get under uh, in the top 30 in the OWGR to qualify for this event. So, Guys, I just want to call it out now that the, the lower jaw starting to chatter. It's yeah, you, gotta, you. You are not handling the club. I know. I'm just you know. Once it's in my my dome, then you I'm got cold. a beanie on and everything. Not a mutter. <laughs> Neil goes quick. Once the temperature I, gets below like 54, I, I feel Neil, like I'm, Neil's gone. I'm good with rain. Yeah, and I enjoy. I'm not good in the wind, but I enjoy playing in the wind. It's when it gets cold that I start to I start to fade pretty hard. How do you do in New York? So, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. Um, what's up, guys? How we doing? How we doing? The, uh, the the books I say would, would say have adjusted back on uh, Ludwig Aubert, if you will. It got a little carried away at the century. Yeah, he, he did. A, a, he was like third. Like third. <laughs> he's, Listen, he's probably going to finish top ten. He's probably not going to win. Yeah, he's plus twenty eight hundred to win this week. That just what feels like a better odds? place. Tommy Fleetwood is plus thirty five hundred to win, and I like that. I TC. like it. I like that TC. I don't like being in California where you cannot. Uh, place anything, but I like plus thirty five hundred for Tommy. Who's Fleetwood. someone that the, you think is a little bit down the board, maybe fifty to one, seventy five well, to one? I wanna, or worse. But I want to pause on that. Fleetwood at thirty five and Sungjae and, and Fitz both at thirty five. That that seems like the wrong category for Tommy. I know he hasn't won on the PGA Tour, but we we all think that he's going to, to right? To yeah. one, 20, 27 to one. We do there. think that it is going to happen. Are we going to slag CC? A lot from you guys. Yeah, the odds makers they look backwards. The Beluga is, is a forward exactly. that's, that's well said. That's the like Division Fund, fund yeah. which we take into account. A lot, of, a lot of fund, fund managers here on this. <laughs> yes. on this uh, <laughs> Very true. Well, they're, you know? they're all whispering about TZ, <laughs> looking for his models. Yeah. Did you see the Beluga? Oh, my God. Look at the, the pros carrying his own bag. bag. Oh what do you think of the pros fit today? Uh, untouched hey, shirt. Are you a mutter? Standard. Are you a mutter? Oh, he's, yeah, he nods. He's big time uh, nods. Yeah. <laughs> no, he no hesitation. On that. Yeah. You, you know who else was a mutter? Kobe. <laughs> Kobe was a mutter. <laughs> we were the biggest mutters of our time. Oh, yeah. 
Well said. Um, pass at Sam Burns and JT Poston at plus 4,000 or 40 to 1. We're then fading we, that. What we go Russ Henley, Jason Day, Cameron Young, Ben On at 45 to 1. Okay. Uh, Tom Kim, Hoy, uh, Nikolai Hoygaard at 50. Bo Hossler, 55. Wyndham Clark, six, uh, plus 60. Tom or six, Kim at 60 60 50 to 1. feels... I'd take it's a attractive. nibble at that. Yeah, that's attractive. A bite at that apple. I mean, the well, guy got I'll, in the I'll mud. I'll split that play with at you, the, At the PGA, he was, he was playing in the mud. And we that's got, true. Maybe the right? muddiest boy. He's <laughs> <laughs> muddy waters. Wyndham, <laughs> Hideki, and country music sensation Eric Cole all at 61. That's, that's a disgrace. The, the, the sophomore album's sensational. <laughs> I, I can't get behind that. Uh, finally, my guy, Steven Yeager, at 70 to 1. Um, and Sahith, he's sharing it with Sahith Keegan and Brian Harmon. Hmm. God, Harmon not getting any, any love. Couple, couple interesting ones down the I mean, board. Open there. champion. I would think he would be a little higher. Can I test my my theory on on that? You know, maybe played out a little bit at Liverpool. We definitely saw play out at Kiowa. When there's going to be a windy week, just making a play on an opposite-handed golfer in in the case that the wind yeah, is really more well favorable said. to a lefty, especially with a hole like 18 that you can hold it up against. Uh, I'm looking down the list here. Is he the, the only? issue is with Harmon here, if the wind's coming off the ocean on, on 9, you 10 specifically, you know, <laughs> 4, 9, 10 specifically, that he's got to start it, like, out yeah. over the ocean. That's like, a re- what, if the wind's, what if the wind switches? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Wind, then what? Wind is supposed to be out of the southwest to west-southwest on Thursday. Not good for Harmon. Friday is west. No, um, not good. Saturday is uh, southeast and a little bit of west, it looks like. And then, holy shit, the wind is going to get gusts up to 50 miles an hour at night on Sunday night. But I'm going to be out of the southeast uh, a little bit. It's it's one of those things, too. If everybody's missing the greens because the greens are small. So I was talking about, you know, having to hit draws into them. I think if everybody's missing greens, then nobody's kind of missing greens. And who's who's the best chipper of the bunch? Hmm. You know, Short game is heavily hard. emphasized out here. Kev, you calling for the ball? You got a, you got a nugget? You know what? I'll wander a little bit. Hop okay. in here, big guy. TC needs to go find Ludwig and and, uh, and follow up on his promise. So, stay close. Okay. We we need we the microphones are where the audio is shared, Kevin. So why don't you come on here and and, and tell us what you're saying here? Uh, yeah, it just you know, wouldn't want around having fun conversations with That's various. Come people. on in here, big guy. Come on, get closer to the fire. It's get cold it out. Tight, close to that microphone. Come uh, hither. Chin should be touching the microphone. Okay, That's, I can do that. You know, I've got a couple chins. I can touch. The <laughs> what do you got for us? Uh, I had a really interesting conversation. I think with somebody who's close to Rory, uh, like has known him his whole career. <laughs> yeah, it was Sully, actually. Uh, and they they shared us something a, a really I think insightful thing. I said, I wish you guys would stop saying like oh he's gonna win the masters a couple times like he's definitely he's, he's a great fit for that course it's like you know what you, you guys be? like us not even like okay. us i think media in general like just you know broad public and you i wish people. you would say <laughs> you, you're never gonna win the fucking masters just you, you aren't shit reverse like, psychology that he, he's like he's watch listen throughout Leroy's career he always plays his best when he's kind of pissed off when he's got something to prove like i see like as soon as I, what happened at the Ryder cup this year i knew he was going to freaking play great i was like he's got an edge and he needs that edge there's a little bit of like the so edge has come back with live but like he's he's had his kind of his butt kissed in a lot of ways and he needs more people to tell him like, canadian open was you sick know, like, you suck Randy you, killed him. Like Randy, well, Randy buried him. Maybe there's so more know, Randys like, I, in the world. I, 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 I just thought that was interesting. Someone who actually huh. knows him well has you know has been around him for a long time. We and, might need and to really felt like just come on into the shot. You're just sliding up the side. This is actually the key to unlocking 
Rory, is it be like you're not going to win another major. Like you, you know, certainly not going to be invited to the block party. That's what I was about to say. We might have to adjust the guest list to the block party. Maybe huh. make it like a Brooks block party, Ooh. and then Rory's not invited. He wants has to win. I feel to like get that'd in. be more of a rave. <laughs> I think that's a good thought. I, I, I'm personally not convinced convinced that Rory's going to win a Masters. I do not think that's a foregone conclusion. I do not think it's. Oh yeah, he's for sure going to win one. I mean, I remember Tiger saying, "Oh, he's going to win a couple of these." Yeah, and I thought that was like an actually like a not a good mm. thing to say. Like if Tiger came out tomorrow, it was like. He had his chances, and you might miss him out. You know, maybe maybe it's not going to happen for him. That'd probably piss Roy off enough to be like, you know what? Like, I gotta, I gotta really go at this. Maybe we'll we'll do that on the Masters live show leading up uh, into the week. We'll just declare he's he's not gonna he's not gonna win one. We're uh, gonna have Randy back on to 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 rebury him as well, right. guys. It's windy out there. Yeah, it's, I don't. I was watching Walking the Range a little bit. I had if you ever want to like really see how skilled professional golfers are. Sit there and watch them hit like four different clubs to the same distance. Yeah. Like I sat there and watched Sahith for you know maybe uh, <laughs> fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, try to hit like a one forty shot with a six iron, a seven iron, an eight iron, and then go through all different flights. Like, all right, I'm gonna hit one now that like balloons way up and try to see if I can get that the right distance. Like, it's sort of it's kind of art watching that. That's, totally, you have no idea as a Nam. Like, yo, 160. Like, yeah, I'll just hit my 160 club. <laughs> no, nah, dog. Like, let's hit five different shots yeah. into this uh, different trajectory. Tra- so. Trajectory is one of those things I just haven't really figured out. Yeah. And uh, probably should put that on the list. Yeah. Add it to the list. We'll yeah. work on that this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> See if we can get trajectory. <laughs> what are we going to do this afternoon? Are we going to be just uh, find some soup? Fi- uh, yeah. Get under a blanket? Uh, I believe Steve said 3, 3 p.m. It's it's looking. Seems like we need to batten down the hatches yeah, by then. Hurricane ish yeah hurricaney hate that yeah yeah yes yeah, so tc's TC. come back for his gloves <laughs> to walk the range oh here. man it is getting pretty real uh pretty real out there um well who's the uh what, what are some of the fit highlights and lowlights you've seen out there kvv fit highlights fit wise uh, uh steven malbon is standing right behind you guys so you, so i can bring him over if you want <laughs> thank yeah. you tc we appreciate that no i'd say it's 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 kind of uh outerwear rain gear yeah, season, no, I got I got mine on right here, um, but uh, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to flash because it's it's more like the stuff that's just like in the bag. Well, you don't right want to flash on Wednesday. Either. Yeah, exactly. Well said. Yeah, a lot, good stuff. A lot of days to go here. More cow and shorts. I mean, that's that's definitely a highlight. Where it? Where yeah, did he go? Did though? That did he go into home? your models? Yeah, the tanimal shorts. I did not see that. More cow was wearing shorts oh. today. Okay, and was mm. tanimal. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Morikawa must be way. No, I'm, I'm no, I'm sticking. I'm sticking. He's in the right spot. Do we want to keep continue on? Is yeah, it, sure. Or do you want to do Pebble Memories? I mean, let's we, do Pebble Memories. Okay. okay. Uh, who wants to start? Kev, you want? Yeah. What's your What's your number one Pebble memory? Honestly, my number one Pebble memory is Tiger hitting the three wood around the tree on eighteen. But my number number two Pebble memory is watching that same U.S. Open on Sunday. And being told, like, while we were away at commercial, Phil Mickelson hit a shot off of the uh, TV wires that were laying down around the green, <laughs> which is, they, they didn't have it on TV. And I felt so robbed by that we missed, like, a Phil moment because his ball came to rest on the TV cables, and he decided to just play it anyway. And they didn't have any, like, replay of that for us to. So that that ranks way up there for me. It's, like, feeling personally hurt that I just robbed of that Phil moment. I mean, there's a ton you can pull from the 2000 U.S. Open, of course, but one that sticks in my mind that I, again, try to channel when I can is, I mean, the only reason you were watching was to see, like, all right, Leeds 9 now, Leeds yep. 10, like, how big is he going to make it? And then he tripled number three. 
He like hit it up again in the in the cut, the thick fescue uh, around one of the bunkers, whiffed one, chopped one, made triple. But the thing I remember about that was he walked off that green for making triple, and he was laughing. Like he literally was laughing after a triple bogey, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this dude is on such a different level." He he realizes that you know he's going to win this thing by you know double digits, but it just got hit by three. If he doesn't make a triple, he wins it by eighteen shots. Uh, I just that, that that performance. I mean, it can't be talked about How about enough. the revelation too that we learned years later that after he snapped one out in the ocean, that like he didn't have any more balls. Mm-hmm. They had one ball left, and that Stevie was like, "If you." If we lose this ball, I'm gonna have to run into. He the, didn't tell him though. Yeah. He did no, not tell him. He, he wanted to hit another driver uh, off the 18th tee, and and Stevie just had to stand there and just hope that that ball did not go into the ocean. And uh, thankfully, it did. Same not. same round. It's very almost benign shot. Uh, this he hit a seven iron on number six up the hill, it's and I think it was like fight. 205. And it was just like I remember as a kid being like 205, <laughs> seven iron from deep rough. From deep rough, from the right side, over the bunker, over. uh, Is there a bunker on the corner there, on the Uh, right? Little on the right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just like have this like picture ingrained in my mind of because they they, the telecast has this big wide shot of it, and it was just like seven iron. Are you kidding me? That was such a classic Malpy call. Just uh, he hits the shot on the front of the green. It's it's just not not a fair fight. It's just not. It's just. Deej, what do you got? Uh, Obviously, you know, two thousand is is up there. Uh, man, honestly, the Dustin, like if we're going pro golf, the Dustin Johnson meltdown is like yeah. pretty indelible. That's, that's, do you remember there. a specific shot from that? Uh, yeah, the whole meltdown on, on two and three. I like, yeah. I remember vividly watching every single, every shot of it. handed, right? In yeah. That moment. Like, and it happened so fast. I think he like, swung under one, <laughs> yeah. like trying to hit like a little 60 degree onto the, onto the green, swung under one, blew it way left on three. Like just shocking, shock! Like holy shit! Like that can happen. Like yeah. I've heard, you know, I've heard about older guys blowing majors in spectacular fashion. Like I've never watched the car crash. Yeah. Uh, I remember that. I weirdly remember a lot of the 2010. I remember I was watching it at home uh, with my dad. I had just uh, graduated from college. It was like the week between like graduating from college and like starting, like moving to Florida to start my new jobs. So I remember those. I was watching that one uh, at home with my parents, Gregory Havray, uh, Graham McDowell, things of that nature. Uh, I remember that one. Uh, and then just like weird uh, amateur stuff. I remember Peter Costas breaking down more celebrity swings than I can like, you know, care to care to really remember. <laughs> you know, here's the Konica Minolta biz hub swing vision camera of Kenny G's uh, yeah. move on 17. I remember a lot of that. Yeah. I, uh, you know, Clint Eastwood in the booth oh for a while, just Saturday like fairly show. catatonic. Oh. Uh, you know what I really remember one is, is G-Max dad on the 18th green after he won, I coming would, up to I him saying, you are some kid. Yeah. You are some kid. And, I, and, and G-Max a, hit him with the happy Father's Day too. Yeah. I, remember, I, was like, I was like, oh my God, like that's such an Irish pink. dad thing yeah. to say. Like, boy, you are some kid. Like I, not being able to quite say like, I'm so proud of you. I love you, but just be like, you are some kid. What, what a personal pebble memory. Um, we we filmed a video out here with Tommy Armour the third. I was hoping, uh, I was hoping. and he, he was he took it was the uh, Champions Tour event. Uh, Nature Valley had a had a big presence um, out on the ninth tee, and uh, TA three took the Nature Valley bars. He was just feeding the goals, just tossing, and the goals were were grabbing the Nature Valley bits out of the air. It was just like. 
something out of a movie. He was he's basically like to me like, hey, come walk with me. I want to show you something. Just the birds <laughs> following him. We'll have to dig that 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 video up. It exists on YouTube. It was a seminal moment it. for the trap draw listeners. Yeah. I feel like that's really the start of like the uh, you know go to his birthday party. Yeah, TA four and I came TA four light down. speed. A lot of those things you've yeah. heard on the on the trap draw uh, started right there. Fantastic. I remember he he played. They they played that event also at Poppy Hills. I think he hit 18 greens at Poppy Hills and shot like 71. <laughs> like, I saw him. I think I saw TA three miss like eight putts inside of 10 feet. It was it was tough. How about uh, Annika asking to speak to the manager at the women's US Open? <laughs> 18. God, I missed a lot of that. I, I, yeah, I forget what else we were doing that week, but I know you guys were out here. Yeah, that's uh, a tough memory. Very awkward. <laughs> 20. There's not a ton of not not a lot of 2019 stuff has come up, but Kepka. Kepka came out of the gate. Yeah, it yeah. looked like it was going to be. I mean, that was again the period he won the 2017 and 18 PGAs. Uh, he won 20, or I'm sorry, did I have that right? 2018 and 19 PGAs and 17 yeah. and 18 U.S. Open. So this was for three straight, in a row. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and to finish T's like solo second, right? Correct. Like he, I remember he had a really great shot into one of the four. Yeah, it club. ripped all the way back. Yeah, yeah. I was like, whew. I mean, he made it interesting. Like he he didn't like lay down. No, and, uh, let Woodland, uh, you know, just have it. it what's I don't know. That dude was on a U.S. Open heater uh, in that stretch. Solid personal memory. The, I know you. I know you've told the story with your dad. Any anything else? First, I first mean, the, shot. The any first any time, bat, cataclysmic shots you hit your first time you played? First time we played it, uh, we had a three ten tee time in May, which was uh, the rounds out here at Public not quick. Uh, so we played eighteen completely in the dark, and you just hit a tee shot, nowhere to find it, find it uh, in the bunker, dry, uh, fairway bunker. Hack one out and into another bunker, hit it up near the green. And I had like a 10 footer for par, totally in the dark, just to par the whole. Again, I made, I told the story yesterday, but I was maybe in whatever fifth or sixth grade and made like this clay pottery, uh, you know, image of the 18th hole wrapping around Stillwater Cove. And I was just always look forward to playing that hole and made like a 10 footer in the dark to probably shoot 86. But I made, was, made the par putt on 18. That was uh, one of my. Was that in your blue period? When you were no, I so <laughs> no. This is even this is even worse. I was obsessed with white pants back then. Yes, all the yes. Time. I was gonna say white with Dude, bright blue shirt. So, uh, my buddy called them painter pants. Like I bought a pair of used just white pants, all, and they were not they were not golf pants, but I wore them all the time to play golf, and that was my A plus outfit. And uh, I, might, I could probably pull that photo up uh, if if you guys want. But these are not golf pants that I wore uh, in my first trip to Pebble Beach. While you do that, maybe we go nineteen to ten. I think it's time. Sure. Um, I got a I got a curveball for you guys here. Mark Hubbard. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, Talked to homeless hubs yesterday. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, the data is telling us he was number one in strokes gained last week, uh, other than putting. Did not putt well. Sure. But he's striking it really well. Sure, you got to think that's what set these guys apart. Maybe he gets hot with the putter. So we bumped him up the big board. He also got engaged here, I believe. Did he? So I, believe I was standing during my my PJ Tour. Uh, Days I didn't give I don't I don't know if Cody has this photo but I was one of my favorite memories I would I would say uh, I hit a point at the tour where I was like man I've taken so many fucking like swing videos of these guys I've taken so many photos of like here's the sixth hole here's the seventh hole I was trying to come up with like what's other weird stuff I could do and I just googled like how to do night photography and I, I remember getting a tripod and I was like what if I like went out I think I have like I an all access yeah. I think I have like an all access pass maybe I can show up at night is there any security like I I don't know. I didn't ask anybody like, hey, what if I did this? Because it would have been a disaster. Uh, so I just went and camped out on the seventh tee by myself at probably like 11 at night for a good long time and, and took that photo. But 
Uh, anyways, I believe it was the same year. I, Mark Hubbard, I think, got engaged right that? after one of his practice Strokes rounds. gained heart. Someone was like, oh, That's do you have a camera? Like, I think he's about to, I think he's about to, you're not proposing, are you? <laughs> think about it, <laughs> yeah. man. Uh, number 18, Keegan Bradley. Um, hmm. We're thinking he was a mutter, may not be a mutter. This is one that could get adjusted when we when we lock these in. He won the rain-soaked uh, BMW 2018 yeah. at Aronimic. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Very yeah. soft golf course. I think that, that qualifies that as mudding. Uh, 17, a guy that's always, always doing stuff, mm. Mr. Brian Harmon. Champion golfer of the year. True mutter, open champion at a, at a soggy uh, Liverpool venue, uh, and he's just always doing stuff. Uh, 16, he's fallen out of the top 10. I don't feel like the weather – Bodes well for oh, he's for whispering the back. now. He's afraid. Uh, Mr. Patrick Cantlay. Um, he is a killer though, so that's going to keep him in the top twenty. Uh, Justin Rose. He's, he's right behind. At <laughs> fifteen, <laughs> past winner. He also has a good team around him. Of course. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes has a good track record here, so I have him at uh, fourteen. Uh, coming in at thirteen is Mr. Lucas Glover, who's right behind mm. you, working on his putting. Um, I feel like he he strikes me as a mutter, and uh, I, I like his chances this week. Shout out to the 09 U.S. Open. Uh, at 12, we have Tommy Fleetwood, um, a group favorite here, but not in my top 10. Um, I've decided. Wow. Slagging him off. Uh, and then 11, he was the uh, number one on the course fit tool, but not sure about how he plays in the, in the, in the mud. Brendan Todd. No, oh. Jason Day. Mm. Um, so we'll see. Okay. I don't getting know work. The, He's getting a lot of work in. I don't know if here. the rain's going to mess with the fit. Do you think his new fit? clothes will make it kind of hard to stand up or kind of flappy? You know, they're going to carry it a lot. It could be some like wind sails. It's <laughs> true. We have to impact that Take it in. back and just yeah. get knocked over. Could have impact the fall Interesting. Through. I can't stay uh, still, Mike. And number 10, it's, you know, my note here is it's time to see something. There's just there's too much too much talent. It's Sung J.M. Mm-hmm. Um, Did I, you adjust it when you... So you yeah. chunk that hybrid? Well, maybe I should. Maybe I should switch him and, 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 and Keegan might be okay, my switch yeah. there. So never seen a pro bounce back from a bad shot. So I think you got you got <laughs> you got to bump. I don't know. Off. It feels like Sanjay hits it pretty high though, but he just feels like a ball striker, man. I I, I gotta think he's gonna win something big at some point, or I'm 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 gonna be disappointed. Yeah, his career is not just. It's not. Uh, I don't know. He came out so hot. He played so much. He was firing the pins, and it just felt like he was on a you know a rising path and it just feels like it's really leveled off very quickly he's, he's totally fine and and capable pga tour player but not has, has not been an elite player that Didn't he was he in like the asian games where he finished second and he said that the military requirement is Correct. off the board i kind of thought that would be like he won another he, uh, won a national open last year Did he? Uh, in korea i think korea Maybe. Uh, or korean masters or right. something something big and then I picked him the next week to win, but I didn't you know, factor in the jet lag. We talk more about this with like the number one player in the world, how like somebody gets, I mean, Lucas kind of talked about it a little bit. Like you get on these like super hot streaks and like they don't last forever. The same thing happens oh. when you don't get to number one in the world. You there know he is. Mean? Hey guys. Hey, JT. Hey. How are you, buddy? You want to take my you spot? Come on? Yeah, sure. What's up? What's we going have, on? We only have Let's 10 minutes. Well timed. We only have 10 minutes. Data. Are you a data guy? How good is this? Yeah, this Do you use this website? Yeah. Well, no, JT, I got a question for you. Are you a mutter? Am I what? A mutter. Look at the weather. You, you play oh, well, well in the elements. Um, I like. I think I like the elements. The rain to me is. I mean, it's not my favorite. Um, so rain's better than. Rain's worse than cold for you. I would. Re- I would take wind over any. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I'd prefer it to not be cold. But sure. if I had to rank them, I'd go wind, cold, rain. Okay. You got shorts on today, though, so you're trying to. Well, these aren't my golf the shorts. <laughs> okay. What are uh, What are the odds you're on the bad side of the draw this week? 
Um, I'm playing with Jordan, so I know I'll hear it either way. But, uh, <laughs> Aren't I, you on like a nine straight open championship run of, of being on the bad side of the draw? It's not my best, but um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I actually think it's not only it's I think it's a good week for the draw, but it's going to be a great year. I can feel for the draws. I mean, I, oh, I'm going to be like, gotta even out. I'm going to be like plus. 15 strokes game draw in the majors this year. Let's <laughs> see if that's on data golf. <laughs> well, let me toss you an unrelated to golf question. How do you feel about the new Bama coach? Do you want to sit? I don't know. Yeah, uh, here, you can, here. I'll, I'll just pop in between you guys. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't really know much about him. Everybody definitely seems to think that I was like a part of the hire or something <laughs> like that. But <laughs> why weren't you, you on the committee? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, oh man, condolences. Like you would have thought a family member died when Saban retired, but. I'd kind of be curious for the Beluga to finish his big board with, with JT here. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Neil ranked the field uh, 80 to 1, according to his pr proprietary, proprietary models. models. I think, on, let me guess. I let think me we're guess. into the, are we into J the top 10? JT, I had you at 22, so we're in the top 10. Oh, it's 22? <laughs> 22. It doesn't sound like I'm in the top 10. <laughs> no, 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 we're into the top 10, but you weren't going to hear oh. your name, so I was just going to get out in front of it. Okay, okay. okay? Gotcha. And, and, let's, and let's there's, there's no shade on this. You got to rank them all, right? And I'm just we're, we're we're going off form here. You don't have a lot of course history here, mm -hmm. so that that factors into the models. Uh, you were ranking high in strokes gained heart, um, that's good. and and Stoke level. So that's I'd love that to know what I was ranked if I didn't have good heart. Um, <laughs> then in so the 40s, we could take that offline. Uh, but at 10, we we had Sungjae, so we we talked about that. Number nine, we have Colin Morikawa. Okay. Um, I'm, I don't know if I'm buying this week. He seems to be a favorite around here, but he's a little kind farther of chip, down. Chippy in the press conference yesterday. I kind of, I kind of like it. Colin. He did? Well, yeah. he probably should be. Hot. Everybody else is putting him in like you know top three, right? Uh, this one's gonna shock and awe you guys. Country music sensation mm. Eric Cole is coming in at number eight. I feel like his platinum album coming soon is gonna be a banger. JT's weighing in like. Really, man? Um, you're putting that guy above me versus is it worth got, saying that right Rory now? we got Rory at seven. Uh, doesn't <laughs> have a lot, of, seven. a lot of course history here. We've got Victor at six. Uh, seems like he's been grinding late, so that factors into the heart. Strokes gained heart. Uh, Scotty Scheffler at five. We thought he was a mutter. We're getting more that he may not be a mutter. Well, that's all I need to know about that. <laughs> well, wait. <laughs> stick around. Scotty There's Scheffler more. Uh, we've got Jordan at four. Or no, oh man, my numbers are off. That's a, a row. So no, so Scotty's at four. I'm okay. sorry, because there's a you know there's a title in my rows. There's okay. two, oh, right. Yeah. right. So that was also models didn't account yeah, for that. Didn't account for that. Am I still, am I so, still at twenty two? So you're twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. Hey, congrats. There you go. Uh, we've got Jordan at three. We've got Xander at two, and we've got the pro Max at one. Wow. Wow. Fleetwood was at 12. 12. JT looks disgusted by your rankings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have you ever done well when someone wrote you off, JT? Like, you know, or said, said something maybe you weren't <laughs> good enough to, to win a tournament. So maybe this is a long game. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to be honest. I have yet to make a cut at this golf course in my two tournaments here, but there's no cut this week. So <laughs> supporting the big board rankings. You do do well at limited field, no cut events. How many of those have you won? Um, Apparently not enough. Still 20, <laughs> 21. Okay. Let's pull it up here. I mean, all of the uh, all the CIMBs that you won are uh, no cut uh, limited field events, right? Mm -hmm. You did you win the century? I did. I've won it twice. You won the you won the century twice. Sony yeah. Open was full field. PGA will give you credit for that. That was yeah, full like field. Pros in that. I got two CJ Cups. There you go. CJ Cups are limited field. Bridgestone Invitational. That sounds pretty limited field to me. Uh, BMW, that's, there's like 50 guys <laughs> there. Have you never realized that? Well, have I, uh, we haven't locked in the, the, 
the big board yet. The limited field stuff that could help you. That could help you. Yeah. That might bump you up a few slots Your on the big board. Dude, it's fine. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I was. Um, Jordan was briefly explaining the whole, you know, the situation, what came out today and whatnot, and, and equity. And I was like, have, are they determining like you know the equity? Are they putting like heavy weight on anything that happens in Malaysia and Jeju Island? Like, I assume. <laughs> well, it's he was a world like, tour. He said he was like they're in Quad Cities. They, those are going to be the big, the big certain. Uh, certain. Metro areas more important I'm than like, others. Well, come on, we're a world tour. Yeah. You see how big Kuala Lumpur is? We got to have it. How much time do you have? What is, what is your reaction to everything that came out today? I, I mean, I'm I'm good with it. I think it's um it's way above my pay grade in terms of like the the information and the depth that I know to it, but um, that does not stop people from having an opinion on it. By the way, that's so. true, and I, I think I've made that mistake before. So I am I'm trying to grow up and learn a little <laughs> bit from that. But uh, no, I mean it's I think it's pretty cool. It's we're the first what I think first professional organization where their players have equity in you know in their tour. So that's I mean that's pretty pretty freaking cool. And I would not that I wouldn't think it would change much, but in terms of what guys will do. But uh, uh, at the same time, I also would think that, it, you know, we feel like we're legitimately a part of it. And, and everybody can also earn more and play, play better and feel like they're a part of this PGA Tour thing. So and make it more and make it more entertaining for the fans, right? That's what you're going to finish with. Well, yeah, I okay. mean, all of this is, yeah, we, we <laughs> Most need importantly, to. And our fans. We need to, <laughs> need to continue to try to better our product because that's obviously the first, uh, you know, it doesn't matter deals are signed or, or who's making what, whatever it is, if we don't, we need, we need to, I mean, we're, we're popular sport, but we don't hold a candle to, to any of the other major sports. And that's, you know, hopefully the opportunity and what we'll do, I would, I would think and, and hope. What's uh, what, what's on the schedule for today? Are you working out? Are you playing? You I'm, I'm hit, done. You're golf done. Wise. You're uh, done. Yeah. I, I have had a, yeah, a couple of good days of practice and kind of, I mean, I feel like I did what I wanted to do on the course and I, was going to honestly show up here at about eight and, and kind of hit some balls and, and practice a little and see. And I wasn't necessarily set on playing. And um, with the wind blowing 30 off yeah. the left on the range, uh, I quickly, quickly audibled and I just bones and I was like, let's just go. We played one, two, three, uh, 17, 18. And that's it. It is Perfect. comical. I'm actually, I, I actually was about to post an Instagram of a couple of videos I, from today. I hit nine iron and 18 today. Oh my God. <laughs> With your third shot or second? Second. Okay. Yeah. Is that downwind? It's yeah, it's down off the left and it's yeah, I hit I mean seventeen was one sixty four and just like roasted to four iron just short of the hole. It was like it's good it, to get it, gnarly. It was, it was fun. I mean it was like uh it was way better than doing anything out here, at least to me. So That's smart. All right, we're gonna get you out of here because we're getting out of here as well. Thanks yeah. for popping by. Yeah, Best thanks, of luck this thanks, week. JT. Oh, Find uh, <laughs> just under the buzzer. Uh, find somewhere warm to to take in uh, take in some movies. I hope afternoon. it fuels you. I hope it fuels you. <laughs> With rematches. Beluga doesn't play favorites, JT. <laughs> that's what it is. It, that's what it is. It's yeah. from the, that's, that's right. That's right. We beat their ass. That's right. I totally made it factored into the big board. Who can say? You know, <laughs> Jordan's at four and, and JT's at twenty one. Well, everyone keeps telling me Jordan's a mutter, so yeah. that that factors in big time. That he's, he, that he's on his best behavior. When he's in the uh, when he's in the elements, he's easily influenced. So I think so. we should get Growler's comments on that. <laughs> That's a good. We'll we'll take that one offline. So see ya. See ya.
All right, that is going to bring our show here to a wrap. I want to thank everyone at AT&T that has hosted us this week and given us this opportunity to come to you live here from the range at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Connecting changes everything. Today, being connected is essential. Connectivity is truly the bridge to possibility, improving the way we move through our daily lives, succeeding in work and school, and having access to opportunities that may not have been possible before. That's why AT&T invests expertise and resources in the network constantly so customers can keep connected with every aspect of their lives. After all, connecting people is what AT&T does best, and each connection leads to greater possibility. Connecting changes everything AT&T. And if I can give a shout-out to our feed here. Oh, and we got my picture here up on the screen. (laughs) Father-son connection right there. My painter's pants uh, in the the all-white. Kind of a a Malbon baggy look I had going back in in 2011. Pretty good. One word. No no explanation. Who's your pick? Um, One word. Max. Fleetwood. Jordan. Fleetwood. Wow. That is it. Thank you, everyone, uh, for tuning in. That is not it. Cody is waving me out. Oh, Oh, yes. Here, you can see on screen, this is the sticker you're looking for. It is somewhere out on the Pebble Beach Golf Course. First person to take a picture with it and send it in on Twitter uh, or Instagram. Is it electric? That's it. Uh, It could be. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. And you get a signed Jordan Spieth staff bag, AT&T Pro-Am Staff bag. Limited edition, baby. That Big is, ups to that is uh, it. the Sarge, Cody McBride on the ones and twos. Matt Golden, Thank birthday you, boy <laughs> from yesterday. Shout out, to AT&T. Shout shout out again to, to AT&T. AT&T. We will That's be, right. uh, we'll be live back. again on Sunday night. And thank you, everyone, for having us out. We'll be back here soon. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect anything.